Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and Lord knows it's a rarity when we crank this ish hose up on a Monday, man. Matter of fact, it's so rare, I can't even tell you the last time we actually flexed strong on a Monday night. So I thought just for fun, we're going to call this a Mighty Monday. And if we were going to go Mighty Monday, here's a throwback. Randy will undoubtedly get this. I don't know how many other people will, but yeah, there it is. Randy, quick, name that tune. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. There you go. A little Power Rangers action for the sports brew. Why not? There's a movie coming out. Hopefully it doesn't suck ass. Woo! All right, Mighty Monday. Let's do it. Matter of fact, Mighty Mon- I'm so excited about a Mighty Monday and old Randy. You even get the giggity gun. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, man. I tell you what, let's get everybody in here. We got some football to get to, some ridiculous football to get to, and then some things that were relatively predictable. But still, I think we had an enjoyable weekend of football, I think, and we definitely got to enjoy one of the all-time classic playoff games. God bless, man. If you were watching that Cowboys-Packers game, I don't care which team you were a fan of or if you were just neutral, that was an incredible football game. That was some kind of good, man. So let's go ahead and do this right, man. First and foremost, that's right, the one, the only, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator MacGuffin. And you know what? I had to go with a little Snoop Dogg, man. Who am I? Because, man, Aaron Rodgers is going to make sure everybody under the sun knows, knows who the hell he is. Yeah, third, he is. Third, he everybody's going to know his name. Third and, 20, <laughs> third and 20, brother. What you got, man? <laughs> 36 on a dime. Man, that was pretty. That was pretty. Brock Osweiler, please take lessons on how to actually quarterback. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck with that. <laughs> anyway. By the way, yeah. Rodgers to cook on that throw, top 10 all-time clutch throw in my book. You think so? With the moment and, and the, the difficulty and on oh. both ends, not only the throw, but the yeah. catch. Yeah, all right, fair point. No, the moment being a divisional game and sure, if they don't playoffs. get it. Oh, if they, well, I think when you pair it with the play before where he got blown up by Heath, but somehow didn't fumble that ball, Dude. and then he's drawing this how play up on his hell does he hang on? I don't know, but look, out of the gate, out of the gate, my friend, he held on to that ball. You said <laughs> balls. That's freaking right, dude. And you know what? I don't. There's a part of me. There's a part of me that's like, man, that game was so fantastic. And then there's like the like slightly evil Redskins like fan side of me that's like you know snarky. How about them cowboys? Yeah, yeah a little how about them cowboys, right? <laughs> and then it's like, well, how about them cowboys? Get the fuck out my face with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's that's kind of ruthless, man. A hell of a season. All kidding aside, the Cowboys had a had an incredible season. Um, for the storyline with what happened with Dak, obviously uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I mean, it's just they ran into a Hall of Fame quarterback playing lights-out football. And they, yeah. they just left too much time on the clock for him. Because, you know, one of the big questions I had was, what would the Cowboys do when they got down to a good team that could put points on the board? Yeah. Well, uh, we found out they could come back. Now, granted, granted, Green Bay was walking wounded. We'll get into that. Uh, but that's still, for that amount of pressure – uh, to have those young guys, for them to scratch and claw and get back into it, uh, and being it all the way through the very end, man, that that's that's a testament to uh, that team and those players. They, Even they, if I do take a out, say it again, they balled out. Yeah, 
And by the way, Todd, Todd, what the hell are you doing declaring on Facebook that you are rooting for the Cowboys? What the hell was that? I think that deserves a fail horn. Dude, straight up. Out of the gate, Todd, you get the first fail of the week, of the night, of the Mighty Morphin Power Monday. Fail buckets, brother. And of course, because you were rooting for them, they lost. Way to infect them with your redskin gum. <laughs> Good job. Actually, you know what? On second thought, thank you, Todd. <laughs> Todd went in there as a double agent, man. He's like, yeah, Redskins, how about this? Ah, guess what we do? We lose at the end. Welcome to the club. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, on second thought, thank you, Todd. Thank you. Appreciate that. Anyway, let's get everybody in here. Then we can start talking about all these games, man. And uh, we were joking around about a pre-podcast, but Kyle Shanahan, brother, run away from San Francisco. <laughs> run away. <laughs> run away, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm not going to give you greed. I'm going to give you Cowboys from Hell. Randy, that's what you get. Oh, giggity gals. That's what you get. A little old school Pantera, man. Considering I just suffered through the season from hell, yeah, sure, it works for me. Well, yeah, I kind of figured that works, you know what I mean? Why not? Well, don't tell Kyle Shanahan to go running away. I'll, I'll welcome him with open arms. You would, Francisco. and they should, but he should stay away from that place. Well, so he, he should, should stay away. From Josh McDaniels and be like, eh, I don't want to go to the West Coast, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I, I think the, the 49ers have to, fig- have to right their ship, you know what I mean? And if I'm a... I just think Kyle has a lot of upside. He's done good work, you know, along the way. Obviously, you have the family lineage, um, and some of that's a plus. Some of that may be seen as a minus. And I think, you know, Mike certainly has ties to the 49ers. I just don't, I don't know, going from the Falcons, going, <laughs> leaving that, and then going to that hole that is the 49ers right now, I'm not sure is the best career decision. Unless he's just really depend, go ahead. Depend on who they. It's going to depend on who they pick as the GM. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I know who I would prefer. His dad. Maybe you get Mike and Kyle. No, I want. I actually want them to <laughs> see if they can't lure Elliot Wolf away from the Packers. But like I said, everybody, run away. <laughs> run, run away, or else. Just like last week, <laughs> we played a lot of everybody hurts. That's the end result. No, I, I don't know. The 49ers will write their ship eventually. That would be a pretty interesting move for Kyle Shanahan, but that, that's going to be a big challenge. So if if you're going to leave, if you're going to leave Matt Ryan and go to San Francisco, I would imagine they're going to have to commit, especially after these two one and dones with Tom Sula with Chip Kelly, that anybody going to that job is going to want a certain commitment window. And I would think oh, you, yeah. I would think you'd go. You know what? If you can't give me three years, because we got to rebuild this roster, we got to find a quarterback. Um, I highly doubt it's Colin Kaepernick, but I think Shana, Kyle Shanahan could probably get production out of Kaepernick. But they still have holes in that roster, and until you address that and rebuild that, you're still going to have a lot of limitations. So that's going to be a big oh, job. Agree. That's going to be a big job. And if you're going to go young like that, if you're going to go with a young guy. You have to give them time to grow and to be the coach that they're. You know, what I mean? you got to give them time to grow in the job as a head coach, grow with the team, build the roster, and that's a big ask. And I'm not sure York is patient enough to do that with a young coach. 
with a really young head coach. You know, I mean, the Rams are going to have to do it with McVay, um, who I think is a decent hire. I think that's it, 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 maybe it's too early for him, but you know, sometimes sometimes you you roll the dice and you hit. Uh, you know, it's worked before. It's certainly worked with Tomlin. It's uh, I think arguably it's worked pretty well with Harbaugh and Baltimore. You know, sometimes you make these moves and you and you get these guys, and people are like, "Why'd you hire him, dude? Give him time to see what happens." I just I don't know. And man. then there's Lane Kiffin. And then there's Lane Kiffin. But, the, <laughs> but that's because it was Jamarcus Russell. But remember, he wanted Megatron. He oh, wanted yeah. he wanted Megatron. He dreamed a dream. Like Calvin Johnson. He'd have Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss catching bombs from Jamarcus Russell. It would have been perfect. Anyway, yeah, actually, Kyle Shanahan. would have been perfect. That probably that might have been so dangerous. God bless. How dangerous could that have been? Nah, Jamarcus Russell still would have screwed that up. Still would have screwed that up. There's just, just no way, man. Anyway, well, let's go ahead. Exactly. Let's go ahead and get the last dude in here. And I got some. I got something for you, Whitfield. I got something for you. Let me see if I can find it, though. My gosh, we got so uh, off on tangents there. I, I don't know if there's a more fitting way to bring you into the podcast tonight. <laughs> that song I was playing in my head. Yeah, there you go. Celine Dion, man. My heart will go on. That yeah. beautiful, beautiful kick. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you what. Mason Crosby's kicks, the end result was beautiful. Those kicks were ugly as hell. I don't even know how those things corrected themselves to go between the uprights. I have no idea. Because one of them looked like it was going to go, I think one looked like it was going to go wide right. One looked like it was going to go left. They like they they had so much air movement. Those were some of the craziest kicks indoors. There's no wind. Yeah. They had so much movement on them. They were weird. I have no idea how that dude kicked that. That and way. the one that looked really good, they called the timeout on. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was crazy. That was crazy. But I think when we look back at the weekend, hands down, that was the best. The best football game out of that bunch. Although I think you have to give the, the Texans credit for not only having to play the Patriots, but also having to overcome Brock Osweiler and almost managing to be competitive throughout the entire game in spite of that guy. <laughs> they, were, they were playing two teams, man. <laughs> team Brock and Team Belichick. They almost, You know what I mean? Cock Brock. Yeah, yeah, Cock Brock. Poor Texas. Anyway. Behold the crockening. Yeah, well, they, have, they just have to survive one more year. You know what, Texans fans? Don't don't worry. You're the sinking ship. It's okay. <laughs> Brock Osweiler. He's the iceberg. It's the Brockberg, man. He has taken your ass down. <laughs> Savage and cold. That's right. Always says you're welcome. <laughs> wow. Oh man, that was great. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> anyway, oh, second <laughs> ship. Yeah, second ship. And something else that rhymes with ship. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh man, that was good times right there. Whew, whew. 
So let's see. Where should we start? Hmm. Hmm. Give you three guesses, but the first two don't count. <laughs> well, I think realistically, man, you know, again, I, I enjoyed the, the, the football weekend as a whole, I think, was very good. A lot of drama. I think there, was a, there were a lot of good plays, a lot of big moments, but I don't know that any game had as impactful and exciting as a finish as the Cowboys and the Packers. Now, it got pretty dramatic at the end of the Chiefs and Steelers game, but that one wasn't a, I don't know that I'd call that game as satisfying on the whole. Uh, anytime you win by kicking six field goals, which I think that's the first time an NFL team has won a playoff game without scoring a touchdown since the 2006 Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, kicked five uh, field goals against Baltimore. Uh, it was the first year they had been a Terry and yeah, I, I remember that game because I know it was a chess match between Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning. Yeah. And Peyton Manning was just making sure they could get in a field goal range every single time. <laughs> well, was Vinatieri was a weapon, top. dude. I mean, he—I mean, he's certainly on the back end of his career. He's still a good kicker, but like in his prom, woo. Oh yeah. And clutch. Has oh, there yeah. has there realistically has there been a more clutch kicker than Vinatieri? By the time you look at the scope of his entire career. I don't think so. I Not mean, really, no. he's got he's got to be in the upper echelon. But that being said, how incredible was it? And I'm, Matt might know off the top of his head, but if if I recall correctly, this deal with Mason Crosby and that you know again you know the, the Packers Cowboys that was so dramatic at the end for Crosby to hit a fifty six yard field goal and then for Dan Belly to hit a fifty two and then for Crosby to come back kick another one. That one doesn't count because he gets iced. And then kick another 50-plus yard field goal to end the game. I, I, I'm going to flip to my notes, but, I mean, I, I don't think that's ever – I don't think it's ever happened in the playoffs before. 350-plus yarders to end the game? Yeah. And I, um, I don't call. You know, within within a couple of minutes. I mean, think about one – well, not just the three in total, but for one team to have a kicker make two 50-plus yard field goals within the last two minutes of a game. I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. That's really crazy. That, that's insane. And I think Crosby had had some struggles, but <clears throat> certainly not in that game, man. He did. He had some early season struggles. I, I know somebody. I saw some people on Twitter saying that's why you, you have a kicker confidence and stick with them, even though there are some rough times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Green Bay, they're happy they did. Oh, well, of course Obviously. they are. Of course they are. But, you know, it, it just... Everyone has their ups and downs, and you just can't be too quick to react when something happens, you know? Well, I mean, I think there's something to be said. You know, the Packers season has been a bit of a roller coaster, and that's been true for the team. It's been true for Rodgers. It's been true for McCarthy. And, you know, we talk about this off and on, and that's the idea that, you know, you can put too much stock into early, you know, what a team is at the be- in the preseason and then the beginning of the season. What really matters, unless you can't, unless you give away too many games early in the season, which does happen. Sometimes you lose too much early. That's like the Chargers dilemma. You know what I mean? They would always give away too much of the early and middle of the part of the season, and that was great that they cranked it up at the back end, but they had dug themselves too big of a hole, right? That happened a lot with them. <laughs> Actually, the Chargers were just big in the, digging a big enough hole for all their fans to throw all their shit away. That's really <laughs> that's the reason they dug all those holes in those seasons past, man. That's why they did that. Throw your merch way, away good, in there, bottomless pit. By the way, good job, good effort on that logo. Yeah, on its fiftieth revision, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Ugly. I, th- I think we could have like gotten clip it from Word to make a better logo. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? What the hell were they <laughs> it's, it's pretty ugly, man. It's pretty ugly. And I, I like how, you know, it's a, it's a working one. It's a mock-up. And then, it, it I don't know, it, it felt too much like the Dodgers, man. You're not the Dodgers, dude. You're the Chargers. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, that was a weird initial logo out. Um, and yeah. they, they, I still can't believe they did it that way. I mean, I'm not surprised they're moving, but it, I don't know. That just seemed like a weird thing. You got people throwing eggs at the facility. And dude, those fans they, were pissed, dude. Those fans <clears throat> were pissed. They couldn't have gotten out of there fast enough. No. I think some others should be dicks, though, and not, like, vote for the move to happen. <laughs> just so they have to go back to San Diego. <laughs> I don't think that's happening, man. Yeah, no. I you know I, it's just weird, it but, yeah, be- the, but that logo was pretty atrocious. I mean, it was just basic blue. Again, it it felt like it was paying homage to like the Los Angeles Dodgers, and it's just like why, you know, you don't need to do that. And so all these people, man, like on Twitter, man, they roasted them. They roasted the Chargers so hard on Twitter and on social media. They started releasing different logos, and they were pulling this and pulling that and apologizing. And I mean. The thing that's funny about it is, for as lazy as that logo was, and it was atrociously lazy, um, some of the some of the submissions that got turned in and that you saw on social media were actually really good, you know. And that part's pretty funny because it's like, well, I, I knew Dean Spanos was cheap. I didn't realize he was that cheap, right? You know, he could have had a Twitter contest. Of course, then you get into all this stuff. Remember the Ravens did that, and that, that, that I think they ended up getting sued over their logo and had to pay out some money. I might have some details fuzz. That's a long time ago, but I think somebody ended up suing him over their logo. But anyway, the, the some of the stuff the fans made were way better than that garbage they pumped out. Some of them were actually really sweet, and I do like the um, incorporation of the horse, which I think ties back to their very very first logo. But look, I'm not a logo historian, so I might be off on some pieces. <laughs> That's okay. What we can all tell you unequivocally is that that first logo that came out deserved to be a, a you know flush the brown down the tank because it was crap. It was crap, and it wasn't even their colors. Use the Chargers colors, you morons. What the hell, man. Charger blue, powder blue, baby blue. Do that. You bunch of stupid idiots. Damn, what the hell, dude? Anyway, that's okay. I tell you what, man. Let, let's spend some time with Packers Cowboys. Let's steer the ship a little bit because we're already like jumping around like this tangent, that tangent, this thing, that thing. We're just trying to like take it all down, you know? We're going full giggity gun and just unloading clips on everything. Uh, not n- n- Probably not necessary. Matt, let me ask you this. Obviously, you're, you're the, I mean, you know, I pulled for the Packers too, so I was happy they won. But what do you think was the biggest, the biggest reason... The easy answer is to say Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I understand that. But in sum, what is the big takeaway for them to have gone on the run that they have and to have been able to withstand the one seed and hold on and win that? What has changed with that team from the middle of the season where they were so lost and so struggling? And here, I mean, and you, you railed on McCarthy, you railed on Capers, you know, and we certainly talked about them, but. What's changed with them to enable that team to to not only go on the run in the regular season, but to do what they've done in the playoffs? I think it's become more of a confidence and belief in in themselves. Actually, I mean, they're sitting there at four and six. They're third place in the division. They were they've been losing by double digit. I mean, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Dallas. They lost to Atlanta by 
Um, I mean, no, they beat Atlanta by a point. I mean, I thought they lost they, they to Atlanta losing. by a point. Did they beat Atlanta? I thought they lost they by a point. They lost to Atlanta. What was there? It was I thought that was like 32-33. They, they lost to Atlanta by a point. I'm pretty sure they lost by one. Yeah, or I mean, so they were, I mean, have those strings. And then it was like what Aaron said became like a rally cry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I mean, well, we can do this. The, the team had talent. Jo- well, I yeah. Think Jordy, I mean, we all know that. And I think Jordy needed to get going for that offense to really start clicking. And once Jordy was Jordy again, everything else kind of fell in place. I mean, they they lost Lacey. That's yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't point. really. I don't know. It, it it felt like a lot of things were misfiring, right? You know, yeah. Lacey didn't seem right. The offense didn't seem right. Rogers didn't seem right. Jordy didn't seem right. The coaching didn't seem right. You know, and, and I don't know, maybe it's one of those things where you, that struggle in the early part of the season as you're trying to sort things out, sort your lines out, sort your plays out, sort your execution out, sort your timing out, and then, you know, people are kicking dirt on them and writing them off for dead, and then, poof, here they come, hard charging. I mean, what a, what an unbelievable turnaround from the middle of the season. Because I was pretty close to writing that, that this year off for nothing. <clears throat> And here they are going to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> I mean, Rodgers had that calf injury, and he was barely walking, but he was out there. Yeah. So you you think it's a matter of confidence? I think confidence. it's confidence, and then and then Aaron's ability. I mean, just nineteen touchdowns, no interceptions. I don't think we've seen a quarterback ever go on that kind of run. And then the defense mm. started overperforming. There's no way in hell they should have only given them thirteen points. I mean, thirteen. I mean, the Giants should only have been able to score thirteen points against them. It should have been a lot more. So, I mean, I think it's their confidence, Jordy coming around, the defense over over uh, overperforming, kind of. Defense definitely played up. Yeah, defense definitely played up. Uh, you know, they they definitely give up yardage. They've done yeah. a decent job of kind of tightening up once they once an opponent gets in the red zone. Uh, but, you know, let's not kid ourselves and think that the Packers' defense is good. I don't think we're going to say that. However, they, they're better than they were. I still think the D-line definitely has some moments, and they were able to make some pretty big plays in very key spots. Uh, you can see that with, like, that uh, that Micah Hyde interception off of Dak Prescott. That was a big one. Um, and then later on, I want to say it was Nick Perry that, that ended up uh, sticking Dak. Uh, the one that ended up, uh, that was the play, like, right before their, their field goal to tie it up. Um, I like how there is a cat just with a bat. That's like the Donald. That that was. We're gonna name that cat. We're gonna name that cat Donald Trump because I just want Matt to grab that pussy, right? <laughs> get it out. Get it off the webcam, man. Oh, uh, anyway, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was crazy. That, was that cat crazy. had its ass right in his face, and he didn't. Even he didn't even it. know. He didn't know. That was crazy, man. That cat could have totally. That t- that cat could have like. Crop dusted you, and you would have no Dude, clue. Like shack on Matt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Shannon? That is legit. You are right. Tell me how my ass tastes. It's not very often you just see like a cat roll up and just drop fat butt on somebody's face. The granted, anybody listening can't obviously see that, but trust us, it was gloriously entertaining. It wasn't as funny as. Martin Shkreli getting nailed in the face with dog poop at a campus protest. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty damn funny. But it was still it was still pretty good. It was still pretty good. Um, okay, so confidence, scheme, execution. I mean, I, I think there's some things that go into it. 
Jordy Nelson. I mean, and, and the thing that's funny, we talk about Jordy, 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 but uh, Jordy was certainly a, a, a key component. He ended up having a fantastic year uh, in some, and we'll see what happens with him going forward. The two broken ribs obviously didn't play against the Cowboys. I don't know. There, there's been dialogue about him playing against Atlanta. I'll be curious if he suits up. Um, maybe just to actually have a uniform on and they'd limit him or don't actually put him out there. Like, he's an emergency wide receiver, you know what I mean, and he doesn't actually play. Uh, I'll be curious to see how they do that. I mean, uh, you, you're hearing rumblings that they're going to get him out there. He's going to play. He wants to play. But that's going to be a painful injury. That's going to follow him the, for the duration of the season, whether it ends against Atlanta or whether they make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, he, that's going to be tough sledding, no matter how you slice it, for him to actually be on the field and be productive with that injury. But you can see other people that have stepped up. And quite frankly, Aaron Rodgers is playing ridiculously lights-out football. Uh, when you talk about the run that he's on, in 2010, that playoff run, he was obviously the team won the Super Bowl. So they were 4-0. He had a, a completion percentage of 68, slightly above 68%, averaged about 273 yards per game. He had a 9-2 touchdown to interception ratio and a passer rating of 109. This year, and we're only halfway there, right? It's like a Bon Jovi song, halfway there. Whoa. Uh, but 2-0, and completion percentage of six, almost 64%, averaging 359 yards a game, a 6-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio, and a pass rating of 110.4. So that's obviously there's a nice correlation there with how he's playing. And you have heard people say there is a, a parallel to that 2010 run that he was on and you know we've seen it um i mean joe flacco made a lot of money off of one great playoff run but we have seen quarterbacks have just you know they get hot the team gets hot and the quarterback gets hot and they play up at the right time and that's what they're doing is it enough to get past atlanta not sure but i think that's going to be a pretty damn entertaining game to watch <laughs> the last eight games for aaron Rodgers, eight no right under 69 percent as far as a completion percentage just a shade under 300 yards a game, 21 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio, and 117.9 passer rating. Now, let me, let me throw something out at you. Okay. What do you think? We, have, we talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers. You have Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, in the pocket, and Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, on the, on the move and on the run. All right. So I'm sure you figure he's got a good quarterback rating in the pocket. The answer is yes. Of course he does. Do you know what his quarterback rating is when he's on the move? Better than when he's in the pocket. I'm gonna say it above is, 120. It is better than when he's in the pocket. It is better than when he's in the pocket. This run, <laughs> this run, and just in the playoffs, he's got a perfect passer rating. 158.3 on the move. Wow. Yeah. Damn. This last chunk of time, they were talking about him on the Dan Patrick show. I, I don't, I don't wish I had the exact <laughs> scale for this period of time, but they were talking about his passer rating in the pocket and his passer rating on the move. And it's either this chunk of games or maybe it's just the playoffs. But either way, uh, at the moment, he's got a perfect passer rating. You know, you can't do any better. Yeah, he's missed some throws, but that's the way this, the quarterback thing is weird. I understand that. But it's just to illustrate how well he's playing at the moment and how difficult he is to defend when he's on the move. How difficult it is. To, because that's a lot harder to account for. Because you got a guy... Here you got him drawing up a freaking play. This play to, that played a cook. Here he's telling people routes, man. <laughs> do this, do that, do this. They go and execute. I mean that that's a lot for a defense to deal with. And he has time back there. 
you give the man time back there, he has a good feel for, you know, pocket movement, or even if you get to him, he's not coughing the ball up. Maybe if a D lineman get, gets him instead of, I think it was Jeff Heath that hit him. Uh, maybe if it's a D lineman, they, they, they go for the ball. Maybe it's a whole different outcome. Maybe, but it wasn't. It was a DB. It was Heath who did get a pick and almost had a second one. Second one was wiped out because of a, a defensive pass interference call, uh, which some people complained quite a bit about. But, you know, still, I mean, that's a guy that has a great sense of pocket awareness and is just ridiculous on the move. I, I think you can, uh, arguably, you can look at him and say he's the best quarterback throwing on the run under duress in the league. He Absolutely. may not be he may not be the best pocket quarterback in the league, but the way he's playing right now, he is to me the best on the move and on the run without a doubt. And if that's what you're going to do, well you're going to be competitive cuz it's not like he's a bum in the pocket. Not a bum in the pocket at all. So yeah, sure the team has to be confident. Has to be confident. You know? Absolutely. So the accuracy Oh, ridiculous. 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 Looking back at the game itself, man, you know, I thought it was fun. One of Rodgers' favorite things, and the Cowboys made some mistakes. And some of this is going to be their young team. Some of it you have to wonder if it's some coaching issues and some of it's just the history of them, right? You know, it's like when they jumped off sides and Rodgers got a free play. You know, we aired one out to Richard Rodgers and, you know, beat Sean Lee. That ended up being a touchdown. That was great. It was a great throw by Rodgers and a great catch oh, yeah. by the other Rodgers. You know, and, and that was a 75-yard drive. Tom Montgomery had a good game, got a couple of touchdowns. The Packers get up, you know, 21-3. to three. And, you know, again, I mentioned at the outset of the podcast, it's like I, I felt and I believed that the Packers had a really good chance to win, and I wanted to see what the Cowboys could do if they got down to somebody and could not just control the clock and could not just dictate the game with Zeke. Because I think Ze- Zeke, to me, is absolutely legit particularly behind that line. Dak is good, but like Zeke, Zeke, I think is like, you know, one of those guys that's just up here. You know what I mean? Like super, super high level. And that's not to take anything away from Dak or anybody else. It's not, I don't mean to say it that way, but I think, I think Zeke is like, you know, he's so good. He's like upper echelon NFL good, which is incredible for his first year. Because he does, he does the dirty work. Not only does he do the big plays, the flashy plays, the toting the rock, he does the dirty work. That dude will go out there and block. He'll go out there and oh, do yeah. whatever. And he under- <laughs> and, and he does it well. He does it well. And that's a that's a big thing for some of those young running backs, knowing how to freaking block. And that dude can do it. And he's willing to do it, even if he does kind of look like a little Ewok. That's okay. <laughs> In the right light. That's all right, man. <laughs> but... It had to be. It, let me ask you this: In that game, didn't y'all think when it was twenty-one to three that you'd see some sideline shot of Romo like warming up? Didn't you just think that 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 somehow, some way, either the camera was going to go to it, they were going to talk, which they did. They did go to him. They took they put a camera on him. You know, Joe and Troy started talking about him. You know, Jerry Jones had to have a little a little itch in his trigger finger on his phone. I'm glad they didn't mess with it but i mean it had to cross their mind right i mean they had to think about it didn't they well i mean i'm sure it did but four plays later i mean dak hit des for 40 yard touchdown so i mean i know they answered like that so i mean that i think that drive kind of put the the lid on all that discussion should have 
of bringing Tony into the game. Because, I mean, he got him down the field, and then they got another field goal before halftime. So, I mean, it was 21-13 at the half. So, it, if it had been 21-3, to maybe a different story at that point. Well, yeah. Maybe. 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 No, that was that was a big response out of Dak. And, and they I think the fans needed to see that. The team needed to see that. Obviously, his television viewers, we needed to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe as a Packers fan, you know, Matt didn't want to see that, but you know, it, it, it was it was good for the game, and that was a, that was a nice throw. I did not realize that that was actually Des Bryant's first career postseason touchdown. I didn't either. I mean, doesn't that seem impossible? Yeah, and and Dak also got lit up on that throw. Oh, he, I mean, he, yeah. he he got lit up on that throw. So he stood in the pocket, and you know, granted, we can argue about Gunter all we want. I mean, obviously that guy got roasted, but well, I mean, you leave Dez one on one. Most times, most DBs are going to lose that matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was it was funny watching like Dez catches it, and like Gunter's like trying to grab, trying to pull jersey. I mean, he's trying to do anything to slow him down, get the ball out, and Dez is like, whatever, dude. <laughs> Look, Whatever. Man, Green Bay was down to four, five, and six on the depth chart of mm-hmm. DBs coming into this game, and and what Dez did to them is what I expected Beckham to do to them, but he didn't. Yeah. So Dez doing that to them doesn't really shock me because if you got an elite receiver, and my God, dude, Julio, this dude. week, Julio's gonna have himself a field day. I'm a little bit. I'm still worried about Julio's toe. I don't think he's 100%, but... I don't think he is either, but at this point, who is? Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, I mean, Julio's dangerous, bro. Oh. Julio is dangerous, bro. I so, mean, that discovering the screen game with Taylor Gabriel, just little wide receiver screens out to him and watching him just burn past defenders, too. Yeah, well, Atlanta's got a lot of speed, man. Sanu, I mean, think about how... God, it's so weird to think about how good Sanu has been, right? Oh yeah, you know. So he you was, figure he Gabriel was a slouch in Cincinnati. It's no, just he but did, he's dealing with playing time with AJ Green in terms of having him on the other side. That's yeah. all, and, and that that's fair commentary, right? But I think he's in a, a you know an offense that's more suited to who he is, right? And obviously Julio sure. Jones, you know, I mean, I think most of us would probably say if, if you had to pick the absolute best receiver in the NFL right now, I think you have to go Antonio Brown. But, you know, Julio Jones, if, if he didn't have this little injury bugaboo, you know, he's certainly right there. So when he's on field and can play, he's top two, top three in, in the league. Without a doubt. I mean, that guy is filthy. I'm still worried about his foot. And I, I right. want to say it was Dion said that, you know, Julio can, can get you from anywhere on the field. It doesn't matter. You know, and if, and if they try to do, if they try to D him the way that they D Des Bryant, he's going to slaughter him. Yeah. And that might be. I guess, as, I guess as long as Green Bay doesn't play the Carolina defense like they did against Julio, I think oh. they'll be okay. <laughs> that was brutal. Three bucks. <laughs> yeah, let's not uh, let's not do that. Oh yeah, there it is. The Packers. Uh, no, speaking of Crosby, hadn't made a potential game tying or go ahead kick of fifty yards or longer in the fourth quarter or overtime. O of four in such attempts. He only made one this season from fifty or beyond. And for his career, he's 28 of 54 on long attempts. Wow. How about that, man? Dude, the I'm telling you. The was with him on that kick. Well, when you watch those kicks go through, didn't it feel like... like yeah, it did. You were like, how did how is that going back in there? What the <laughs> hell? You know what I mean? It, it, it was weird, man. Just like Viagra, he rose to the occasion. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> I was going to try to find this one for Whitfield because I know how much he loves Skip Bayless. <laughs> I know how much he loves Skip. Actually, so, like Stephen A. more. I know how much you love Skip. So, because he's such a big Cowboys fan, <laughs> I got a little, I got a little Stephen A. too. But uh, I like the. I mean, it, like th- this is ridiculous. So, Skip, t- Skip tweets out, "Congratulations to Dak Prescott for again outplaying Aaron Rodgers, again holding off Romo, and again performing like a clutch MVP." Now, look, bro, Dak had a good game, all right, and he clutched up pretty, pretty big. But let's not kid ourselves and think that he outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Well, he'd outplayed Aaron Rodgers, he'd be playing next week. They'd, exactly. They'd be moving on. But Rodgers is working with a, a converted a wide receiver that's converted to a running back. And Ty Montgomery, I mean, he's done a great job. He has. All right, I, I don't mean to belittle what he's done, okay? And I think he probably should stay as a running back, all right? He should really – actually, he should keep his number be a wide receiver slash running back, and I should draft him next year and use him to beat Whitfield every time I play him. And the life will be good. Okay? But, you know, he's down. He's, he doesn't have Jordy Nelson. Devontae Adams gets hurt uh, in that game. I think he came back in, but he wasn't quite the same. But he's down his one. He's down his, he's down his one. He's down Jordy. Let's not compare those two numbers. I mean, yeah, if you look at the stat sheet, you go, well, you know, they're pretty productive. That's fine, man. And this is not to take anything away from Dak, but I mean that's like a ridic- that's a ridiculous statement. It's and ridiculous Dallas was statement. at full health going into the game. Mm-hmm. I think if there's a to me, I think Dallas missed some opportunities that where they got kind of cute and pass happy that they would have been better off running it with Z. Yeah. I really do believe that. I know they got down. I know they got down. Dak made some big plays, but there are moments in that game when I looked at the highlights and when we were in the middle of that game watching, I'm like, dude, stay with your bread and butter. Stay with your bread and butter. Stay with your bread and yeah. butter. Don't get don't get overly cute. Don't get overly cute, man. Run this ball sometimes. And not only the because in part it obviously sets up some great play action for them, but because they can run the freaking ball. Well, not only that, but even if they're pass happy, you know, Green Bay was extremely aggressive. Run a few screens with him because mm-hmm. he's you know how dangerous he is with the ball in open field regardless. Yeah, that, that's a missed opportunity. But that, you know, that's on the play calling. They're trying to play it safe at some in some instances. But but for the most part, yeah, they were too pass happy. They, they it definitely felt like they got away from some of what should have carried them through and really set them up again. I mean, they're within a just a smidge of winning that game coming back and pulling that pulling that win off which would have been pretty incredible obviously I wouldn't have been thrilled with it but if I look at it as a neutral observer I say man what a, what a great comeback and I think only two teams this entire season only two teams have overcome an 18 point deficit to win a game it's like two out of 89 I mean it, it's a real small small thing and obviously that gets that percentage drops down exponentially once you get to the playoffs because it's a rare thing for a team to be down that much and and do anything about it, you know, to win the game. I mean, I, I we, I, I don't know how often it's it's happened. It certainly isn't with frequency. You know what I mean? So Skip Bayless, completely ridiculous, completely ridiculous. How lucky was Aaron Rodgers that he threw another interception and got canceled by penalty? Maybe that interception happened because there was the penalty. You dickhead. God, <laughs> is it is it that hard to figure out? Anyway, I mean, he knows me. He's just trolling everybody. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
Dude, somebody trolled him pretty hard on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, he, I heard about that. Richard, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, Deitch or Deitch from SI. Mm-hmm. Woo! Deitch, Deutsch, Deutsch. One of those guys. Yeah, apparently uh, their show had like 195,000 viewers and then some rerun. Oh, of- yeah. Didn't you send out a tweet on that? Yeah, I retweeted it. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I thought I remember seeing that. On January 12th, Undisputed drew 105,000 viewers. And this is what, yeah, Skip Bayless had tweeted out why Aaron Rodgers is overrated in the postseason at Undisputed 9.30 a.m. FS1. And so Richard uh, Deitch, yeah, maybe it is Deitch. On January 12th, Undisputed drew 105,000 viewers. On the same day, time slot, a Columbo rerun on Hallmark Movies and Mystery drew 319,000. You know, you know what that is? That's an STFU. <laughs> That's what that was. That's what that was. Yeah. Is, is that a Sam Jackson soundbite? That's uh, that's pretty close, man. You know what? I think that's a fair point, bro. I think it's a fair point. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> yeah, skip, man. Even Steve Smith knows. I don't know. You gonna ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of icing up. Yeah. Do we need new drinks? That, that <laughs> shout out to D Stat. Oh, Mark. Yeah, man. Uh, dude, heal up, bro. I don't. He's under the weather for some reason. I think he lost some money yesterday. Yeah, maybe. Hold on. Just How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? One, one fewer <laughs> without Mark. That's for sure. Arnold just called in. He wanted to talk to Mark real quick. <laughs> yeah. Stop being such a pussy. There you go. <laughs> no, I switched to that soundboard, and that was the one the mouse cursor just happened to be over. Mm-hmm. Nice. I promise you. Penis in your anus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Heal up, D-Stat. Heal up. No, heal up, man. Get better, bro. Get better. I did like Stephen A. And, you know, I, I'm not a huge, you know, screaming Stephen A guy. I'm not. Uh, but occasionally, I do think he's entertaining. And I far prefer him. Uh, Skip Bayless is gifted at what he does, but he's, obno- I mean, it does like, he just, it's like, um, you know, the old, you know, grating your fingernails on a chalkboard kind of thing. Like that's, that's dealing with Skip Bayless to me. Like it's, it's effective, but I hate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, S- uh Stephen Smith, uh, uh, sometimes he, act- he has really good points. Okay. You may not agree with him and you may not like him. Oh, speaking of people to run away from, uh, dear God, why is Rob Ryan interviewing with the Redskins? Can you just say no? It's like a drug campaign from when I was in elementary school. Just say no. no. Can we just say no to Rob Ryan in D.C.? We do not need that shit show there. Please. Get out of here with that. God bless. That's Um, another St. Jackson soundbite. No, just just no. No, no, no. No. (laughs) Freaking... Rob Ryan. Shut the fuck up, fat man. Get the hell out of D.C. None of that. None of that. If you're going to bring in a Ryan, at least make it Rex. But even then, I don't want either of those guys in D.C. Just no. No. No, 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 and no. That that team has enough problems. They don't need that. I think that no would, deal. No, that would be a tragedy. That would just be such a big mistake with what that team is right now. But I did like this. Uh, Stephen A. Had, you know, he he teased out that he had something big on, 
you know, coming for first take after the Cowboys lost. And I think it's great that Skip Bayless is like a Cowboys homer and Stephen A. Smith cranks, you know, cranks up this stuff when it comes to the Cowboys. I think that's really funny. Uh, again, my Redskins bias is is coming out in droves right here, but that's okay. But, uh, Shannon, if you missed it, here you go. Uh, Matt may have, may have heard this, but I'm going to play this for you all either way. Let me get right to it because okay. I got to get this out my system. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it's the Amber Alert or something else, <laughs> but, but, but I made a few calls. I made a few. Let me give you a taste of my Rolodex, Max Kelly. Okay. My man Denzel Washington. I changed it up. I can't find him. Allen Iverson. Uh, nowhere to be found whatsoever. Nowhere to be found. My boy Omar. I can't, I can't find him. I can't find him. It was so, so easy boy, to get to all my boys from school. Winston-Salem State, North Carolina, HBCU. My man Pete Whitfield, some big-time security guy in New York City. Text me every day about the Cowboys. Can't find him. Can't find him. And then I reached out to my man Al Lumpkin. Works for the Philadelphia 76ers. Great guy. Dear friend, talk smack about Cowboys all the time. He was the one person that responded to me. And what did he say? Stephen A., we going to win the Super Bowl oh, within the next go. five years. Yeah. You see what five I'm trying years. to say? You see what I'm yeah, trying to say? Here we go. Five minutes. This is unbelievable. <laughs> but this is a beautiful day. I hate to say to the world, I told y'all so. And he's wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey, by the way. Yeah. But I did. What can go wrong will go wrong. And <laughs> hey boy, did it yesterday. <laughs> How about them cowboys? Oh, sorry. Just like I said, y'all was. You stink. You cowboy fans out there, you're miserable today. I love it. I am having a ball with it. And I'm just getting started. Let's go. I thought that was hilarious, man. Where did everybody go? I started calling everybody in my Rolodex. Nobody answered. They changed their number. <laughs> Why does he still have a Rolodex? I don't know. <laughs> He's such a douche. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> it's hey, the truth. Hey, well, oh, you really? know. It was douchey. I, I'm not going to. It was, but it, it, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. It's it, humorous. Don't get me wrrong. It is funny. It's just he's such a douche about it. Well. You know, it, it, what, what did we say last week? It, it's like, I don't mind. You know, a lot of people don't mind the team. We just hate the fans. <gasps> By the way, Randy, is there any team that has gone from being the underdog to being good to being the team that just started absorbing fans from all over the place that has turned into a bag of assholes faster than the Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, holy moly, that team is is on the slippery slope to everybody hating them as the heels. You have all this drama with Richard Sherman. You got Bennett being a dickhead and then going after the reporter that, what did he have, like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or something? He was like a cancer survivor talking about what have you overcome? What have you done? Dude, they're just asking you about the about the game, dude. I know. That was, that was such they're a They're asking you about the game. Did Hey, dear Seattle Seahawks players. Did you get your ass handed to you by the Atlanta Falcons? Survey says yes. So you know what's going to happen? You're going to get asked why you got your ass handed to you. That's what's going to happen. Because you, it's a big game. You talk a lot of junk, right? I've rooted for the Seahawks. I mean, they're not my team, but I've pulled for y'all for different reasons. But when you talk big and you don't deliver, guess what? You're going to get asked the hard questions. I mean, that's what it Gotta is. Win with class and lose with class, man. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, it's just don't don't work so hard to be unlikable. 
but it's it's interesting. I I really believe that team is on the slope to people actively rooting against and disliking them. You know, because they're yeah. they're so brash and so cocky that earlier on it was like, man, yeah, they have an identity, they have this attitude, they have this energy. You know, cool, cool. It's good, man. It's a little different. It's a little different. That's all right. But there's a point when you start doing certain things and you become the entitled sports asshole, people like you a lot less. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go after a reporter the way that Bennett went, uh, uh, do you know that guy's name, Shannon? No, I don't. But I, I saw the the quotes, and you know, it's such a dick no. move. I mean, stop being a little bitch about things. That's I a, mean, you lost a... the game. You're a professional player. Be professional. You're gonna get asked some questions. I mean, it's just like Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas like piling on about like what did. Like, Tom Brady has the easiest route. Put his ass in our division and see what he does. Do you know who had the second easiest schedule in the league this year? Seattle. Seattle did. <laughs> well, I mean, if you get to play the Rams twice and the Niners twice, I mean, good Lord, I would you probably know, they're safe. Here's something interesting. Guess who had the toughest schedule this season? The Steelers. And where are they? Championship game. Yeah, it was That's the championship right. game, man. But I mean, like, really, why? Why is Earl Thomas calling out Tom Brady? I know. I think the Seahawks did go and beat New England in New England this year, and that's great. But New England did did get y'all in the Super Bowl. That mattered a little bit more. Still salty. But but why are they? Why are they cranking up the salt train on the? I love Tom Brady. He's like, I love Earl. I think he's a hell of a player. I really wish him the best in his recovery. <laughs> you know, like like what's Brady gonna do? You know, although uh, I did love after the uh, uh, New England beat the uh, Texans, uh, Tom Brady, whoever runs his like Facebook page or social media platform, whoever runs that is is really very good at it. And they had a picture of him putting his little like baby to bed, and it was like a little miniature. It was like a little baby Texan, <laughs> like, just, just in the crib, and he was just put you know putting the Texans to bed. Man, it, it was just funny. Man, it was just funny. So they do a whoever helps him with that does a great, great, great job. But I mean, Lord knows as much money as, as he has, and then as his wife has, you know, they can certainly pay some uh, some talent to run the show for him. But I get the feeling they're pretty funny behind the scenes. Anyway, yeah, Bennett, I was trying to find this thing, and I wanted to have the uh, wide receivers, excuse me, the uh, the reporter's name. But I mean, he was an a hole to the guy. And I know, yeah, look, man, it's the playoffs. And, you know, look, man, I, I totally understand that players are very intense uh, right after the game. I mean, you look at, you know, Travis Kelsey going completely ape shit um, in some of his quotes. Well, I, and that, that actually sounds worse than it was. He was composed. He looked relatively composed other than he was extra salty and dropped a whole bunch of hate, you know, on this ref. You know what I mean? You can tell these guys, these guys are pissed. And some of it's because you're talking to them immediately or, or very quickly after a game that's the end of their season and it doesn't go their way you, like i understand it you know what i mean but there's still a point where you're 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 being ridiculous and I'm that one i can understand a little bit more when you mm. just got lost by 16 on the road you know you, you got your butt handed to you it's over but you, the one call that could have gone either way, and it cost you your season. That that one's a little bit tougher to take, because that would have tied the game up. I don't know that I could have gone either way. I don't know that I agree with you on that. By the way, the name of the reporter was Bill Wixie. Not saying I agree with him. I'm just saying I can see how 
he would take it that way. Yeah, Bill Wixie of Seattle Fox affiliate Q13 asked Bennett about the Seahawks struggling to pressure Matt Ryan, and Bennett erupted. We get a lot of pressure. He threw the ball really fast. There was some busted stuff going on, so obviously you don't know football. He threw the ball pretty fast. He did his thing. We rushed as good as we could. Don't point and say we didn't do what we needed to do, okay? Don't do that. Get out of my face. <laughs> don't tell me I didn't do my job. I'd like to find the actual video of it. There's probably a lot of expletives in there. <laughs> Let's see. You know who probably has it? Let's see. Where are we going? USA Today. We'll try that one. They may or may not have it. And then we'll look at... uh. Let's see, SB Nation, maybe they have the actual video. Ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, no, that's Richard Sherman. That's not what I want. Ah, anyway, that's okay. Anyway, I mean, he just goes off, man. You know, lot, lots of beeps. I've heard it on I've heard it on some other stuff. It's just a whole bunch of beeps. Beeps, 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 beeps. You know, get the, you know, get the beep out of my face. Like I said, get out of my face. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I just put my heart on the, you know, beeping field. Don't beep, play with me. Get the beep out of my face then. Try me again, see what happens. I ain't one of those beeps out here. Don't try to tell me what I didn't do. Beep, 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 beep. And then uh, Bennett also asked Wixie, what, what adversity you went through? And again, Wixie was treated for Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2009. I think earlier I said non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but it's Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I mean, it's a cancer survivor. The dude obviously went through something. He's faced some adversity. If you have cancer and you battle cancer and you live, guess what? You went through something. And did not- he say that to him right then and there? Yeah. What adversity nice. you went through? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think, no, I'm saying. I'm saying. Did he respond? Oh, did Wix? Did Wixie go? Hey, man, I had cancer. No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, that would have shut him up. Maybe. 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 Let's see here. <laughs> Salty man. Seattle Seahawks defensive lineman Michael Bennett had just finished giving credit to what Atlanta. on earth? Who programmed that thing to read that news article? Falcons quarterback <laughs> Matt Ryan. When are reporters fall? Get out of my face. What the hell was that? That's garbage. That's okay. Maybe I'll find it at some point. I'll, I'll bring it back up and play it. It's not super relevant. Look, I mean, you can find it if you really want. You can really. Oh, maybe this, maybe this is just a straight YouTube video. Michael Bennett respond to really? With expletive laden what on earth? So obviously you don't know. <laughs> Touchdown. My job. MF. Bennett added. <laughs> Get me F out of my face. I kind of like that. There you Don't go. tell me I didn't do my job. MF. Then it added. Get me F out of my face. MF. Like. Get the F out of my face. MF. I said get out of my face. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I just put my heart on the effing field. Effing field. Thank you. Robotic voice. Reading news. Why the hell is that on YouTube? What a-hole did that? You know what? At least I have Kelsey. At least I got Kelsey right. This is the most better lawsuit ever. I mean, it sucks. This sucks. It was an unbelievable play call. Last drives, Alex just drove us down there, fourth down after fourth down, making plays, making plays, getting on our side, and then just get our jugglers ripped out because ref felt bad for James Harrison falling on the, the ground. Um, it's ignorance. The ref number 51 shouldn't even be able to wear a zebra jersey ever again. He shouldn't even be able to work a footlocker. <laughs> Dude. Eric Fisher took took that, that you know I'm sorry Shannon I disagree with you that dude took sorry Chiefs fans that dude rode Harrison down to the ground man that wasn't that wasn't a block that was a tackle y'all y'all deserve y'all deserve he deserved to get flagged for that sorry man <laughs> as far as I'm, I'm just saying if 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 you just had the 
game tying score and it was taken away because of the penalty. Oh, you understand? Yeah, I'm saying that's how you would feel like you just had your heart ripped out. Yeah, well, if if you lose to a team that kicks six field goals, of course you're going to be pissed. (laughs) And you got what two touchdowns? Yeah, you know. Yeah, two. That that's just that was awful. That was awful. I tell you what, where are we at here? Yeah, I tell I tell you what, man. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? We'll just come back and we'll just keep going. And Lord, I I mean, I, I, we have other games to get to. Maybe we don't even get to them. I don't know. But we'll take a break so I can find Michael Bennett and not just hey MF Michael Bennett. <laughs> beep beep. I was really hoping the thing would just write would just say beep beep. Yes, beep beep. That'd have been that'd have been pretty sweet. Um, you should totally have like one of those robots like just do one of our shows and just have the show in robot. D stat poo. <laughs> Shut the F up, fat man. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. Woo! Thank you. Woo. D stat poo. Shot some brown down the tank. Put some honey on that bitch. Shart. Taint. I mean, you know, Pooh McClanahan. Balls. Balls? Balls. Balls? Balls? All right, but we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll just keep running through, and, and I'm sure we'll have some chit-chat about some of the other stuff. Uh, we're the Sports Crew. Keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on iTunes, livesportscaster.com. Obviously, our main feed is hosted on Podbean. Uh, that kind of distributes virtually everywhere else, uh, so you can clearly find us on there. Uh, the Google Play Store. Again, keywords are sports and brew. You like <laughs> Look, you like sports. It's why you're listening, and you like beer, because we certainly do. Or liquor. I have nothing against liquor, man. That's also very tasty, but uh, a little bit tougher to do uh, to rock. Remember that you know the Ron Zacapa occasionally gets you. So sometimes it's good just to drink a little bit of beer, <laughs> a little bit more subdued. Uh, or I'll, milk. Huh? Or milk. Leave my milk alone. Don't worry, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can be like Whitfield and just drink milk. Because that's, that's hardcore. Mm-hmm. It does a body good. Looking at you, it didn't. You better drink a lot more milk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're Samuel Jackson. <laughs> What's Justin? I'm just saying, man. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. East fans on that flag on the two point conversion, they really, really, really thought that the refs should have just let that go. Sorry. Or they could just shaken it off. Let it go. Let it go. Uh oh. I've still, I still haven't seen this movie, by the way. I've, I've avoided oh, it. I, I know, I know. I'm gonna get captured by it eventually. Just not yet, not yet, not yet. One day. 
And, and Shannon, when I do get, when I do have to suffer through it, don't worry, I will break free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if I get cannot hit the right part of the uh, video, apparently, as I'm clicking through a thousand windows, that's okay. That's okay. Guess what? Segment two is coming up, and in just a moment, we're gonna shake this bitch off. That's right. I really need some more beer. <laughs> Fill her up. Let's go. Beer. All please. right. All right. Beer clock, man. Let's get some refills and uh, we'll grind through one more segment and then we'll shut it down for the night. Be right back, y'all. Yes, sir. Back. Uh, we had to ice the kicker. <laughs> How'd that work out for you, Mr. Garrett? Mm, just saying. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, well, you know, for having uh, popped a whole bunch of muscle relaxers today because I had bad back spasms. I feel like I've held up surprisingly well. <laughs> I was I was in the old muscle relaxer fog uh, much earlier today, but back spasms suck, man. I don't know what happened, but oh, I know uh, all about them. Yeah, I don't know what happened with me today, but uh, that's all right. Worked past them, and now 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 I'm enjoying the muscle relaxer that is known as beer. So we might as well lead off segment two with a salute o'clock, man. So uh, as has been my tried and true over the past couple of weeks. I'm totally crushing out this uh, Three Notch Brewery 40 Mile IPA. Mighty tasty, mighty good. So always a fan of that. Shannon, what you got, bro? Uh, just taking it easy with a blue moon tonight, brother. Nice. That's solid, dude. No no beef with that, man. Uh, Randy, what you got? Uh, I decided to change things up a little bit. Did a Red's Wicked Apple Ale. Ah, that is a change of pace. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not a big cider guy. Hard cider guy, but uh, where were we uh, when we did that Mark's um, like bachelor party thing? That was like uh, Blue Toad. Yes, Blue that, Toad. That was that was actually really good. Yeah, it was. that was really good. Yeah. I, I was surprised how good that was. And I don't know, maybe we had had so much beer, you know what I mean? So much we've been drinking so much. I was like, yeah, it's just a nice change of pace. But uh, normally, yeah, it was n- nice and refreshing. It was. It <laughs> On was a hot day. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, by the way, James Harrison, I'd ask, oh, I'd ask Matt what he's drinking, but he's not drinking anything other than milk. So, uh, please, uh, please, <laughs> yeah, Pepsi, that does not do a body good. But uh, I do like the fact that James Harrison was back in the gym five hours after the Steelers win. He was back in the gym lifting weights. That man is a beast. I mean, that man is an absolute machine. That, that dude is determined. I mean, he's going to finish out his career the way he wants to finish it out. And that dude is ridiculously huge. You know, I mean, Harrison's one of those guys that, like, without a doubt, if you had had to pick one person to have your back in a fight, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, Harrison would be on the the freaking short list, dude. Imagine him and Steve Smith as a tag team. Oh, my God, dude. It would be freaking fantastic. Oh, and you know what? Let's raise a glass to old Jimmy Superfly Snooker, man. Passed away. Oh, I think yeah. I think uh, stomach cancer is what did him in. <laughs> 73, yeah. man. But uh, I didn't realize he was that old. Um, but, it, you know, it, it, it's like then, then I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, well, God bless. I'm going to be 40 this year. So you start thinking about these guys that were, like, doing stuff when you were a, a, a kid or, a, you know, a, a, a young teenager. And, th- I mean, they're going to be up there, you know. But uh, certainly a tough end for somebody, um, you know, like that. Stomach cancer, that, that's, a, that's a vicious one. Um, but a pretty incredible life, and we'll certainly raise a glass to old Superfly. Salud. Rest in peace, brother. 
Rest in peace. But uh, James Harrison, man, absolute beast. And, yeah, tag team, that's a good call, man. Steve Smith <laughs> and freaking James Harrison. Hoo-wee. And then you know what you would do is in today's media environment, you would need a you need a social media manager. So uh, I would totally have Steve Smith, James Harrison, and then my social media platforms would be absolutely run by Bill Belichick. My face, your face, instant face. Go go talk to whoever you want that does that stuff. I don't. It'd be great. My face, your face, snap face, <laughs> chat Insta head, chat. Insta chat. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. that's so Bill Belichick. I know, man. He's so funny, man. He is so he is so freaking funny. Um, I did like um, obviously all the chat, you know, and and I know a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around what Facebook Live is, and maybe maybe Brown, maybe Antonio Brown didn't know the reach that was going to have and what that was going to turn into. Uh, but that certainly is at least a moderate embarrassment uh, for him and for uh, Tomlin, for him to be you know, kind of preening and all that kind of stuff in the locker room, doing a Facebook Live video on the back end of that. Uh, that was pretty funny. But it's if you're, you know, I, I think the flip side of that is you, if there's any team you don't need to give any extra bulletin board material, it's the Patriots. You, you just don't need to. You know what I mean? It's like, that's a bad idea. I'm so happy that Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and Big Ben are healthy and on the field and playing for the Steelers. Uh, you know, we'll see what they have in the tank when they go to Foxborough. Uh, but of all the teams, you don't need to give extra material to deal with you. It's the Patriots. You just, see, it, you just don't, man. Mike Tomlin, let us help you out. They are called mass holes, not assholes. Mass holes. <laughs> mass holes. <laughs> oh, Lindy probably knows all about them mass holes. Right? Yeah, it's a term of endearment. I well, think. it uh, is. Yes! You're right. You're right. Stop it! Hey, chill out. How many like, assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Lots. walks into Gillette on Sunday. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> Keep firing, assholes. Yo! <laughs> the whole, uh, that was a pretty powerful yo. Yo! Wow. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! It's <laughs> about right, man. Paint a There you go. Oh easy, my Jimmy. Hey, easy, buddy. Easy, man. Don't be ridiculous. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. Yes. Isn't that right, Whitfield? Yes. Yes! There you go. Yes. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Oh, my God. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> Whoa! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. That's what we say every time we record an episode of the, of the Sports Brew. <laughs> every, like every time. Every time, right? Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, uh, yeah, but the Antonio Brown thing was pretty crazy, and you know the Facebook Live thing—it's <laughs> just funny in its own weird way. And you're hearing people talk about it, and they're like, "Did they videotaped it?" You know, this stuff is like, "Yo, he's Facebook Live streaming it, man." It's just weird. Of all the things to be doing in the locker room, as, as they're talking about, keep it tight, man. Stay off social media. And what's going on? Antonio Brown is freaking just Facebook living it. Hey, 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 when you get, when you get to this point in the journey, man, not a lot needs 
That's right. Let's keep it low profile, except for you, AB. <laughs> Go ahead and live stream me cursing, like I'll call everybody assholes. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, Bill, Be Bill Belichick. I don't care. Snap face, Snapchat, face chat, whatever, man. Instant chat. Instant chat. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tomlin calling a Patriots ale. Man, the locker room stuff. I don't. I don't really. I don't care that he said that. I mean, yeah, you know. The NFL it's locker room talk. It, it, it is, yeah. I mean, it it, have been no, it shouldn't have been put out there. I mean, Brown made a, AB made a mistake putting that out there, and I would imagine that will be the only time that ever happens. Um, uh, yeah. I would think, yeah. you know, the NFL locker room is just like Vegas. What happens in a locker room stays in the locker room, unless you yeah. Facebook live it. You know, <laughs> we spotted those a holes a day and a half. They played yesterday. Our game got moved to the night. We're going to touch on at four o'clock in the effing morning. So be it. We'll be ready for their ass. You know, so they touch it on four o'clock in the morning. The Harrison's in the gym at five man, working the hell out, dude. That guy, that, I mean, that's, that, that's hardcore, man. That's dedication. That's what that is. But for him to be, cause he's 38, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, I mean, thirty-eight. God, man, it's a, and and you know, it looked for a while like his career was largely done, and then he's just a, just a rebirth, man. Good for that dude. I, you know what, Roger Goodell probably drug tested him after he found out he went to the gym at five in the morning. I wouldn't be surprised. It's actually not a bad idea because I mean, if they touch down at four, I mean, an hour later you're in the gym working out, and then you just go straight to bed for the rest of the day. Well, I would imagine he, maybe he caught some sleep on the flight. You know, yeah, I don't know. Bill Belichick. As you know, I'm not on Snapface and all those. I'm not too worried about what they put on instant chat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so Belichick, dude. It's so it Belichick. I you know, I don't know how much of an issue that really is for the Steelers. You know, they talk about how they have AB's back and you know, Tom's back and it's not an issue, but you know, it's kinda like with that thing with the Giants and the boat, you end up creating additional questions and it's, it, it's just you just you don't need like it's extra media questions it's extra pressure it's you know maybe it doesn't affect Antonio Brown maybe it doesn't affect Tomlin maybe it doesn't affect Big Ben maybe it doesn't affect Le'Veon Bell maybe it doesn't but uh, you know I would think on some level it does have an impact so you know if they show up and they play big time and they win good on them but if they don't deliver if if they don't come up big you know, in that game against New England, and that's going to be that should that could be a hell of an AFC Championship game. But it, if they underperform, if they come up small and underperform, you didn't do you or your team any favors. Matter of fact, you did your opponent a favor. So you better be prepared to show a big time in the in the game. Plus, don't forget you've got the whole off season. You've got a lot of stuff you can sit there and dick around on social media with. That was that was a poor choice of timing. Although it is interesting, it is nice on some level. You know, being fans of the sport, being fans of the players, occasionally it's nice to get the unsanitized actual like lock. You know, if you ever want, if you ever wonder what it's really like, you know, here we make fun of Bill Belichick and his press conferences. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. or, or we make fun of like NASCAR drivers for their very packaged, very like correct responses to things. Occasionally, you want like you know something very real. So, 
Hashtag real talk. I mean, that's what it is. But I mean, I, I'm not surprised that's what Tomlin said in there. You know, I'm not surprised. You, you're going to carry with a chip on your shoulder. You're going to go at it and you're going to get ready for those assholes. You know what I mean? You know, they're the enemy, right? I mean, it's, it's football. You're going up. You're going up there to kick their ass. You're not going up there to high five and glad hand. You're going up there to kick their ass. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl. You know, I can tell you that uh, I'm pretty confident. I, I like how Bryce Butler going back to the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, there were definitely some weird calls in that game. And the one on Bryce Butler for going like to the huddle and then leaving. That was one you're not going to see very frequently. But I guarantee you, since he's not on snap face and instant chat, everybody on the Patriots team knows not the hell to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I guarantee you uh, that 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 doesn't happen frequently, and and that that's that's on Butler, that's on that's on the Dallas coaching staff, man. You got to you got to know better. It, it's a weird. That rule. took away a huge game. Yeah, they had gotten yeah. the first down to like the 20 yard line of Green Bay, and they they lost 37 yards of field position because of it. Yeah, that that was big, and I mean, I guess if you're a conspiracy theorist. You know, it it wipes out a twenty-two yard gain by Terrence Williams. Uh, yeah, that's a rare penalty call, but I mean, it's it's the right thing to do. Otherwise, you'd have teams going in and you know having people in the huddle, and then uh, part of the reason, and you know, if you follow it logically, you go well. Once you're in the huddle, that's who's involved in that play, and the defense. Right. You know what I mean? So the defense can prepare for that. If you're going to have like, what are you going to do? Bring in twenty people off the sidelines in the huddle, so you know what I mean, and then send who you want off. I mean, yeah, you can't do that, right? So, I mean, I get it. It's just like one of those mistakes that they shouldn't be making that mistake at this point in time, you know. And and maybe if you want to deride the refs and deride <clears throat> the, the call, you can. Um, it definitely seems arcane and weird and unusual, but, you know, it, it's the right it's the right call. Even if you don't like it, it's the right call. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's just like as far as I'm concerned with – you know, Kelsey, I totally get his rage face moment, but that dude, that dude took Harrison down to the ground. It looked like he tackled the guy. And if you're a Chiefs fan, of course you're salty. You know, everybody in Kansas City is probably buying stock in Morton Salt. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they're probably all like Salt Bay. <laughs> that dude, that, that 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 dude hacking up that meat and sprinkling salt on it. You know, they're probably all like Salt Bay, man. That's a, that. They're salty, dude. Good for the winter. Good for the ice storms too, right? Uh, of course they are, man. Of course they are, man. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But you know, you, you gotta you gotta know the situational football, man. And it's just it's just like when you know Rodgers is sitting there counting the people on the field and then hustling people up to try to get a playoff if there's too many men on the field. You know, those are the little the games within the game. Those are those little things that. You know, if we talk about, uh, you know, pro football and these margins between teams can be very slim and sometimes a play or two can really alter the flow of a game. Think about how different that Falcons Seahawks game is if Devin Hester's return stands and they're inside yeah. the 10. It gets wiped out because of a hold, a, cr a very unnecessary hold wipes out Hester's return, puts the puts Seattle inside their own ten. instead of being inside the ten, Atlanta's ten, they're inside their own ten. The guard <clears> steps <throat> on Russell Wilson's foot and he falls down and he gets taken out for a safety. That that game could have been seventeen to seven or seventeen to ten or whatever the hell it was at that point. That's huge. That that one play is absolutely gigantic in what that game becomes. 
And teams that are well coached and well prepared, they can either exploit that or they don't get exploited by that. You know what I mean? Even if you may not work that angle, being prepared to not get worked by that angle also matters quite a bit. So, found that kind of odd. Talking about, yeah, Kelsey on the refs, Butler on the refs. They're playing the zebras. Dude, 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 just stop, man. Don't want about it, bro. Don't want about it, bro. Y'all almost had it, dude. Y'all almost, almost, almost had it. Very, very close. So, well, let's top, let's top um, Packers, Cowboys, and we'll move on. I think uh, Patriots, uh, you know, need to talk about the Pats a little bit. You know, at Chief Steelers, eh, a lot of field goals, and the end of that one is relevant. And, you know, Falcons, Seahawks, yeah, there's, there's some, some meat there, but I think we'll have to set up the, the AFC NFC Championship games and kind of roll with it. You caller know, shots. Yeah, yeah, caller shots. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, we look at, at, at really at Packers-Cowboys. You know, again, I think you can give credit to Dak and a young team really coming back from being down that much. But, yeah, they just left too much time on the clock. Um, also, you know, I said that that was Des Bryant's first postseason touchdown. You know who else had their first postseason touchdown in that game? Jason, Jason Witten. Witten. Jason Witten. How crazy does that sound? I, How crazy shocking. does that sound? That dude has been in the league, what, 14 years? And that's yeah. his first playoff touchdown? Well, that, I think they said it was eighth playoff game. Too. Yeah, it was eighth wow. playoff game, eighth eighth playoff game. So at least he's you know been in a couple of times, but to, for that to be his first touchdown is crazy. It's crazy. Um, Considering he's been Romo's security blanket for how many years now? Uh, for Romo's entire career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Witten Witten's a guy. Even if you don't like the Cowboys, man. If, believe me, if you love football, if you could have a team full of Jason Wittens, you'd have a damn good football team. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. You know, you'd have a damn good football team. That that's by that, the way, yeah. I would like to congratulate Des Bryant for actually catching the ball for a touchdown this time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh one of my favorite plays uh in that Cowboys Packers game, uh, not that I was rooting for it to happen, but under five minutes to go, uh in the fourth quarter, Cowboys ball, first and ten from the fifteen, and Zeke just does this absolutely filthy spin move behind the line oh. of scrimmage. And you know, poor Clay Matthews, bro. Look, I think that was I think that was a tribute from Zeke to the sports brew because he said, "Yo, Clay Matthews, shake him off." Right? How fitting. We're talking about the Cowboys, and we got the haters gonna hate. That spin move was nasty. Actually, it was, it, was. So, it was so nasty, I found, like, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it, but there's these this mock, these Australian guys with this mock commentary. Have you ever listened to these dudes? Really, yes. really, really funny. And it, it, it's definitely not safe for work, so you wouldn't crank this up in the office environment. But it's, it's a mighty Monday here in the Sports Brew, so guess what? We can go with the thunder from down under and enjoy the two vulgar Australians. So here's, here's, the, here's their commentary on this spin move. <laughs> First and ten. Elliot with the run. Oh! Oh, he just went all fucking Michael Jackson on Big Clay Matthews. Oh, it was like an orc trying to stop a fucking hobbit. It was like Gargamel <laughs> trying to snatch a smurf. It was like a mall cop trying to stop a shoplifter. Third and two. Piss pod. Bryant again! Oh, it's game on! 
Cowboys are back in it. Well, fuck me with a firecracker and call me Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever listened to these dudes? <laughs> They're hilarious. I mean, fuck me with a firecracker and call me Katy Perry. <laughs> Holy hell. It was fantastic. Point play. Piss pod goes himself. Oh, fuck me drunk if you don't mind. 38 left. 56 yards out. Crosby. Oh, just like Vanilla Rice's crack habit. He's kicked it. 40 seconds left. <laughs> Somebody's caused a great minute just doing these field goals. I think this is the one that's that's really dirty. Big kick here to level the game. 52 yards. Bailey. Oh, just like sticking your dick into Rihanna. He didn't even touch the sides. Scores a level. Third and 20. Aaron Rodgers, can he do a Hail Mary? He's too Not far quite, for that. but he's gone to Cook. Oh, that's out. I think it's he's in. It out. No, I think out. it's in. Field goal range. Oh, what? He said it, but it's been overruled. What? Oh, go and get he was out. Aaron Rodgers. No, look, he was yep, out. He's in. No, I reckon... Shut the fuck up, Shane. Fuck you. Bottle up his jizz <laughs> and out. send it to Mars. Duplicate the prick, give him a thousand grenades each, make out. an army, and send him to the Middle East just to fuck shit up. Oh, get me an Aaron Rodgers blow-up doll with no teeth. <laughs> 51 yards out, three seconds left to win the game, Crosby! Oh, time out, time out. Okay, we saw that coming. Let's try again, Crosby! 51 yards to win the game! And Oral Saxon prostitutes for the rest of the week! Crosby, you star! <laughs> Give me an Aaron Rodgers blow-up doll with no teeth. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Damn, you think Matt was on commentary. What the hell? <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty awful. Yeah, the the, the Azerati. There there you go. Hashtag the mock commentator. They have some pretty, you know what I mean. It's it's like the Trump of commentary. It's it's definitely golden. Um, <laughs> so, if you if you've never looked them up, never listened to them, and but you get you got to not mind obviously the the uh, the f bombs and the rants, which we don't really mind. So, anyway, rather entertaining. Oh, wow. Whew. That one hurt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, I didn't expect that Rihanna blast. That one, the first time I listened to it, that one killed me. <laughs> that one killed me, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole new level of cursing, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, no, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. We thought we were bad at times. Holy uh, hell. Well. <laughs> we are, but that that's that's a whole different level, man. That's a whole different level. Almost like an art form. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, again, uh, you know, kudos to Crosby for banging those kicks through. Those were some of the ugliest. I don't. I still have no idea how he got the ball movement that he did on those kicks. And yes, Shannon, you said. I did, because uh, they sure as hell did not look like they were going to go in, and it was great seeing all these reaction-like videos. You had people like 
blowing up TVs, and I think that's the, you know it's the playoffs. There's always there's always some TV gets punched or thrown or blown up, you know, like reaction video for the losing team. But th- those were strange kicks watching those things, man. They really, really, really were. You know, I, again, I, I'm feeling the mojo with the with the Packers, and some of that I do have a little bit of bias. I admit that. Uh, I'm super looking forward to this game with the Falcons. I think it has the absolute potential to be so lights out and so crazy. Mark, Mark, Matt, uh, do do you have any kind of walk off thought from this game and and what uh, what to carry forward against Atlanta? I mean, I know what I'm expecting out of Atlanta, a shootout, because Atlanta's defense is okay. Mm -hmm. So, if that score, if that under over isn't in the high 50s, I'll be shocked. I just think everything you've thrown in front of the Packers' face for the past, what, nine games now? Mm -hmm. They've overcome. And I've seen no reason to think otherwise at this point. So, I think they'll, I mean, I'll go ahead and call my shot, too, with um, Green Bay being in Atlanta. 41 to 38. Oh, high scoring and tight. Total is over under is at 60 right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I, you know, and, and still, I'm still amazed that Rodgers just didn't fumble when he got plowed by Heath. I'm still amazed he didn't fumble. And that, that third and 20 was a thing of football beauty. I don't know where I'd rank that. As far as, like, just a dramatic finish. You know, I know it wasn't the Super Bowl, but it was a playoff game. It was definitely huge, huge moments in the, at the back end of that game. Um, it had me riveted. It had me on my seat. I mean, that that was that was a, that's probably why I'm still having back spasms, man. I was probably all tense from the end of that game. But just that catch by Jared Cook was phenomenal. The throw by Aaron Rodgers was ridiculous. Him drawing up that play in the huddle, just I mean, a lot of that was just sick. And that you know that that's a very very special thing. So oh, oh by the way, uh, Tom Montgomery Tom Montgomery bought thirty six tickets for friends and family to attend that game. Thirty six. Wow. <laughs> so he's a little lighter in the wallet. He needs that. He needs that playoff money, man. <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, uh, he needs that playoff money. So, all right. Well, we'll get to we'll get to the Fal- we'll get to the championship games in a few minutes. So, uh, let, let's let's burn through a couple of these other ones. Falcons Seahawks. Um, you know, Matt Ryan was one and four in the playoffs going into this game. He's now two and four. Both of his victories have come against Seattle, which is kind of an oddball thing. But you know, really, the open of that game, man, as Seattle had a really, really strong open of that game. You know, an eight and a half. I think it was like, that was like an eight and a half minute drive that they capped off with a touchdown. And it was odd because both teams had these huge drives to start that game. That was actually the first game this entire season with only two drives in the first quarter. I mean, that, that's crazy. Both of them lead the touchdowns. It's just the Falcons. The Falcons drive didn't end until the second quarter. <laughs> Nuts, dude. Nuts. But it, I mean, the, the the Seahawks came out strong, man. They came out real strong, um, and you know the Falcons responded in kind. You know, they ended up with a penalty on Richard Sherman, who was kind of getting into a little bit of a tug of war with Julio Jones. Uh, and then they mixed in. Some nice movement with Mohamed Sanu. Some people thought it may have been an illegal screen, but it's definitely like a moving screen. Uh, anyway, it helped create space for Julio, and bam, next thing you know, it's 7-7. Seven to seven. So, you know, really you get into that coulda, shoulda, woulda file. Uh, Seahawks were up 10-7, to seven, and, you know, the Falcons do kick to Devin Hester. You know, he just totally cranks that thing out, break, you know, turns on the Jets, 
and just uh, totally breaks out with this fat return all the way inside the Falcons 10. Uh, but Seattle does get flagged on that play, and that was Pierre Lewis, who I d- didn't mention earlier, but uh, Pierre Lewis dragging out, dragging out a Falcon player into the line of scrimmage. And, you know, I mean, that's a huge, huge change. To go from being inside your opponent's 10 to inside your own, and then, you know, before you know it, you know, a backup guard, I forget the guy that got hurt, but that was a backup guard that was in there that stepped on Wilson's foot. And, I mean, once he went down, there was nowhere for him to go. You know, there was nowhere for him to go. So the Falcons got on him, you know, obviously get the safety, get the ball back with the free kick. You know, that was tough sledding, man. Uh, the Falcons had a couple of very, very impressive drives. Uh, late second quarter, the Falcons got the ball back. Um, it was first and 10 from their one with 3.48 on the clock. They went all the way down the field, and Matt Ryan hit Tevin Coleman for a 14-yard touchdown to cap off a 99-yard drive to make it 19-10. to Do you know how rare it is that you see a 99-yard drive? I mean, Very rare. you know, I mean, that that's probably one of those things that's happened Especially once. Especially against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, for real. <laughs> That that's a treat, and some of that is is the caliber of the, <coughs> excuse me the a caliber the caliber of the Falcons' offense, you know, and of course some of that also reflects, you know, the, the Seahawks' defense sans Earl Thomas, and apparently uh, Richard Sherman they've kind of been uh, hiding or haven't fully disclosed a knee injury he's been playing with all year. Expect the Seahawks to have a little bit of trouble from that one, you know. Carroll did come out and, and kind of admitted to an injury reporting violation. Because uh, apparently Sherman has played most of the year with an MCL injury to his knee that was never disclosed. So um, Carroll did it, uh, did admit that, but it hasn't been part of the injury report. So um, we'll see if they get either fined or you know something's going to come out of that. Because uh, generally speaking, it does. Oh yeah. So we'll see what that fine turns. at the very least. Yeah, I, I would think at minimum you you kind of have to right. You kind of have to at that point. But that was definitely that was definitely legit. So, you know, uh, kudos to the Falcons for that. You know, in the fourth quarter, and uh, you know, the, the Seahawks made some. They had some tough. They had some tough turnovers. Some tough mistakes. Fourth quarter is twenty nine to sixteen. Um, Seahawks ball. Wilson drops back on second and fifteen. Tries to air one out to a wide, or just a wide open bald one. And he just misses him with an overthrow. You know, the Seahawks were just off. You know, and and again, some of that's just a credit to the Falcons, and then the Seahawks just you know. You can see this is the time of year when you don't make some of those plays, you don't make some of those throws, you don't, you know, bring that catch in, or you don't finish off a play, or you have a mistake, or you flip the field against yourself. You know, those mistakes or those drops or those non-plays get magnified because it is the playoffs, because this is the big stage for the NFL. It's not the Super Bowl yet, but you know, this is this. You need to show up. You got to play up, and you got to show up. And if you don't, and you're playing a good team, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Uh, another Seahawks possession. Wilson was dancing around to keep the play alive on third and 16, and he floated up a duck to Alex Collins, and it just kind of wibble-wobbled right. I mean, that, that was like a Danny Werfel-looking throw. That thing wobbled right down to the hands of the uh, Falcons, you know, defender for the interception. Um, Falcons ended up capping off the game with a touchdown drive, and Matt Ryan hits new in the end zone. And then he had another, he had another kind of rando Russell Wilson pick, about 229 left in the fourth. First and 10 at the 36, Wilson drops back, fires one to Luke Wilson. Wilson to Wilson, I love that. And this was kind of an odd one, you know, because I, I thought for a moment that the guy was just down in the ground and, they, you know, that was going to be the end of play. Uh, but the ball ends up getting popped out of his mitts, and it looks like they're playing some hot potato. 
And, you know, the players on the ground just bat that thing up and up in the air. And Deion Jones grabs the interception. He run and returns it inside the 20, man. Uh, you know, I, in the grand scheme, the, the Seahawks weren't going to drive down. And, you know, they weren't winning this game. You know, it's funny how sometimes you have like that bad mojo or the bat. It, it's just like the wheels come off the bus. You know what I mean? And that's just what it felt like this game for the Seahawks, right? They just the breaks they needed, they didn't they didn't get. They made too too many mistakes. They didn't they turned the ball over too much. The Falcons had the mojo, man. They had the vibe, they had the mojo, they had execution. You know, they were getting it done. They they earned that. Um, I will say, however, uh, you know, Dan Quinn obviously ties to the Seahawks organization. Uh, you can see the imprint that he's made on the Falcons very quickly. Kudos to him for that. Um, this is the team that uh, they, uh, it was Mike Smith, right? Uh, where yep. they 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 you know yeah. they, they lost to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, and then they kind of fell off the map a little bit. Of course, dude ends up getting fired, right? But you figure you have a good quarterback, and a lot of people are talking about you know Matt Ryan as an MVP candidate. I still think uh, you know my lean right now is I think that's that's fair conversation, but. You know, I, I think Brady and Rodgers are, 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 are going to end up dominating that. Uh, and Rodgers probably has one of the strongest cases for it, given what's happened on that team and the run they're on. Again, I'll admit it. I, you know, I'm pulling for the Packers. I have some bias there. Ryan's a very deserving MVP candidate. He is. But I, I think all the injuries in, in Green Bay, man, it, it's hard not to really zone in on Rodgers. If you want to hold the four-game suspension against Brady and knock him out because of that, it probably comes down to Rodgers and Ryan for the MVP. So we'll see. Uh, Russell Wilson, sub 60% completion percentage. It was actually his third worst game of 2016. And in fact, the second most points allowed by Seattle this season. Pretty significant. Uh, as they were finishing this game off, though, I don't know if you, you guys stuck around and watched it all the way through the end. Falcons got the first down, and they, they were just running the clock out, man. But And they were, they, I mean, they were at the goal line. They were really close. They could have punched it in if they wanted to, right? Or at least attempted to. But they're just taking knees to burn out the, to burn out the clock. But the Seahawks went ahead and tried to blow up the victory formation, kneel down. And, you know, I got to admit, if I, if I was on the other side of that, I would have been like, seriously, y'all trying to blow this up? I would have called a play and been like, well, let's get in the end zone. Y'all want to be, mm -hmm. be ass bags? We were taking knee. We were just burning the clock out and ending the game. And you guys want to blow up? You know what I mean? You want to blow that up? Let's go ahead and punch this thing into the end zone. <laughs> I've been really tempted to do it. I'm surprised they didn't. I thought for a moment after they did that that Atlanta would. But, you know. It's probably uh, what they wanted because it was the only way they'd have a chance to come back. Yeah. Maybe. But. I don't know. It, it was a not that they would have, but no, but a relatively nice gesture, I think, from Atlanta just to go ahead and knee that thing out. You know, yeah, fifth straight year the Seahawks have made the divisional round. They're two and zero at home, and zero and three on the road. Matt Ryan, by the way, the first quarterback to throw for over three hundred yards with three touchdowns and no picks versus the Seahawks under Pete Carroll. Wow, Damn. not bad. It's a good game out of Matt Ryan. Again, no Earl Thomas, and that's a huge issue. But hell of a game out of Matt Ryan, hell of a game out of that Falcons offense. And they very much felt like they were in control of that game. You mean Brock Osweiler hasn't done that? <laughs> Only in Madden. <laughs> not even then, bro. No. Not even on the easy level. No, definitely not. Uh, well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the problem. He's still playing on easy level in the NFL, <laughs> and you know for him, and it's just it's not happening, man. It's not happening. Patriots Texans. 
this was kind of an odd game to me because it, it really felt like the Texans' defense so kept them in this game. And even though it seemed like the Patriots weren't ever going to lose it, the Texans found a way to kind of hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. And then they just, I mean, they, they got too much cockbrock, you know what I mean, uh, over the duration of that game. Some big moments. And that was an odd game when you looked at what the Patriots offense did. Uh, I know LeGarrette Blunt was under the weather or missed some practice this week for, with an illness, so maybe he wasn't quite right. Deion Lewis obviously had a pretty incredible game. Uh, but they, they had some mistakes too. Maybe some of that's a little bit of rust coming off the bye week. But I think some of that is just a credit to how hard the Texans played them. Because it certainly looked early like the Patriots were going to just motorboat them and run them out of there, man. You know, Patriots yeah. had the ball early. Uh, Brady hit Deion Lewis. He just got to the sideline and just booked it in for the touchdown. I mean, it was 7-0 really quick. And, you know, the Patriots are going to exploit in those things. where you try- If you're trying to get a linebacker on Deion Lewis, your linebacker is going to lose. Game over. Yeah, I mean, he's, he just can't keep up with that guy. Right? Can't keep up with that guy. But, you know, the Patriots made some mistakes. It's like um, they had one of these little football fisticuff kind of piles going on. And uh, Patriots player row it like pulls a Texans player out of the pile. So what happens? Of course, he gets flagged. And I think that was a third down. It would have been a fourth. It but was, he, yeah, it was going to be fourth down. Yeah. And uh, gave Houston yep. a first down. Game of first. I think and, they mm-hmm. ended up kicking a field goal. If I'm not they did. Mistaken. They did. They got a field goal out of that drive. They got a field goal out of the drive. So made it seven three. I so, thought they were going to cut that kid on the spot. <laughs> Uh, you know Belichick. Belichick was pissed on the sideline, man. You can oh, see that he was livid. Yeah. You, you don't you don't want to give up freebies, and they gave up a freebie right there. Um, Texans kick it off. Deion Lewis takes it at the two and just weaves his way through the defenders, special teams guys, and just man, he it's like the turbo boost. And once he got some space, man, ninety eight yard kickoff return for the touchdown. That was actually the first playoff uh, playoff kickoff return in. You know, return touchdown in Patriots history. Wow, really? Yeah, we had a lot of first. Huh. We had a lot of first this weekend. First time Todd pulled for the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> first Des Bryant touchdown catch. <laughs> Who was it that said he was going to defriend? Be, I think somebody said, uh, "Was it Hansberry that said, careful, I might have to defriend you or something?'" I laughed. Hanbury, yeah. Yeah, I laughed. Um, you know, second quarter, man, it's, it's 14-3 Patriots. Brady drops back on first and 10. He throws to Michael Floyd. And yeah, that would have been a tough catch. I think that was not a great throw. But, you know, bounces off of Floyd and goes right to the Texans DB. That was Boye. And I, I, I liked how Aqib Tlaib said, uh, said he sent his notes on Tom Brady to the Texans. I laughed about that one. Uh, but that that was a giveaway. Texans get another field goal to make it 14-6. And then... You know, Deion Lewis, for as great of a game as he had, and he really did have a phenomenal game, did have a couple of tough breaks. Uh, certainly here, you know, Deion Lewis goes to field the kick. He takes it at the two, and he just gets crushed. He, obviously, he's running it back. He gets crushed at the 15. He fumbles. Texans get the ball back. The Patriots, by the way, that was their 10th special teams fumble this year. Oof. All right, they lead the NFL. That's a stat you know they don't want to lead the NFL in, but they do. They, that that and that's weird because that's something you wouldn't expect that team to have that problem, you know what I mean? So the Texans do score a touchdown. It was a solid play from Brock, amazingly. 
he rolled out and hit the uh, tight end in the back of the end zone to make it 14 13 um and then you know Patriots obviously have to go to work so the Pats had the ball it's 39 from the 34 and, and Brady just he could have taken it he could have had a summer vacation home uh behind the line some of those some of those days I mean so much time to throw and just lobbed up a whole you know he had a lot of these kind of like go up and get them like throws these I think what most people would call like 50 50 balls and it just it worked out man he didn't he, he his completion percentage was definitely lower than we're used to seeing and he definitely played a whole bunch of like kind of chuck the ball up there so Edelman you know made some pretty key catches and that was definitely one where Brady lobbed it up there got the ball to Edelman and you know Edelman just had to you know get through some pretty crappy Texans coverage so you know or this particular drive the Texans do hold the Patriots Clowney stopped Brady on a quarterback run when nobody was open, the Texans D stonewalled Devlin. Oh, I thought that guy was in the end zone, man. Uh, but they, they kept him right out, and then they stuffed LeGarrette Blunt. So held the Pages to a field goal, 17-13. And then, you know, Brady just keeps keeps it up with these deep ball floaters, lobbing up these rainbows for these big old gains. And, you know, you have another touch. You have another touchdown. He it was uh, inside the red zone. I think it was a 19-yard touchdown where – you know they got another another mismatch, and Brady hit James White for the touchdowns, twenty four thirteen, ninety four yard scoring drive, and you know uh, Brock just kept doing Brock things, man. Texans ball third and four from the forty six. Oswald drops back and tries to hit DeAndre Hopkins, and Dev McCourty just comes flying out of nowhere for the pick, man. It was just a great play by McCourty. I don't think I don't really know. I don't think you can hold that one so much against Osweiler or against DeAndre Hopkins. I mean that was just that was an incredible play by McCourty, an absolutely incredible play. Uh, where I do think you can legitimately gripe, and, and this one's also not Brock's fault. Texans get the ball back, still twenty-four to thirteen. It's third and eight from the forty-five, and Osweiler drops back and just sends this big old bomb up to Will Fuller, and uh, you know he dropped the ball perfectly in over the defender and right in the Fuller's hands, and that dude just butterballed that thing right out of there. Oh. Because, I mean, that, that was a touchdown, man. Yeah. That was a touchdown. At minimum, it's 24 to 20. Well, if they hit their extra point. But, you know, I mean, just just weird. Look, uh, you know, Brady had two picks in a regular season, 432 pass attempts. He had two picks in this game versus the Texans. But both of those were tipped. Both of those were tipped balls or misdirected balls. Sounds a little kinky, doesn't it? I got some misdirected balls, y'all. Um, <laughs> some tip balls. Yeah, some tip just balls. Tip? But yeah, just the tip. So uh, Deion Lewis, by the way, is the first player in NFL playoff history to score a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and a kick return touchdown in the same game. He's the second player this year. Second player this year, but the first in the playoffs. Quick, who else did it this year? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. And of course, you know Brock has another another interception. Uh, that one was tipped and picked off by the Patriots. That was Logan Ryan uh, returned that and set up a Deion Lewis touchdown run. So you know, at the end of the day, you look at Brock. You know, twenty three of forty, one hundred ninety eight yards and a touchdown of three picks. It's kind of ugly. Yeah, I, I don't think you can walk away from that game feeling good about Brock Oswald if you're a Texans fan. No. You can like the defense, you can like the run game, but I don't think you can feel good about your quarterback. Uh, for the Patriots, their sixth straight AFC championship game. That's the most ever. Uh, they broke a tie with the, the Madden-led 73-77 Raiders, and they, they they were at five in a row. So 
Pretty beast. Edelman, by the way, Edelman finished the day with eight receptions for 137 yards. He has 70 in the playoffs, which is the most for any Patriot in playoff history. Go, Julian. Yeah. So, pretty big. Pretty big time. Shannon, uh, let me ask you, man. Uh, when you look at this game, and obviously, you know, you deal a lot with the AFC South being a Colts fan, so you have some familiarity with the Texans, but uh, obviously you've got familiarity with the uh, Patriots too. So I'm sure Lindy enjoyed maybe not some of the drama in game, but I'm sure he was happy with the results there. And it's funny that uh, it didn't feel like they were going to cover that point spread, did it? And they ended up finding <laughs> they ended up finding a way to do it. But uh, that's pretty crazy. But <clears throat> you know, I, I don't think that was a great game out of New England. Uh, definitely looked like they had some rust. I would expect them to clean a lot of that up uh, for this game against Pittsburgh. But what do you really take away from that game? Uh, that the Patriots made uncharacteristic mistakes. They they may um, they usually don't make in January. Yeah. Um, you know Brady only throwing two picks during the regular season had two picks in that game. Uh, the Deion, did Deion Lewis uh, lose one or two fumbles? <laughs> I, I feel like he lost two. One, one so was talking, the, um, yeah. So you're talking like four turnovers. I mean, you do that against Pittsburgh, I don't think you're going to win that game. You mm-hmm. do it against Houston, I mean, you're going against freaking Brock Osweiler. So they had some leeway there. Yeah, Lewis had two. He only lost one, but he, he did have two fumbles. Okay. So three turnovers in the mm-hmm. game. But, I mean, Brock... Helped them out with three picks. So, yeah, kind of offset it. It just it just felt like the Patriots could have done whatever they wanted whenever they wanted, and they just kind of just slept sleepwalked through there. The fans weren't really like fired up about it. They'll be fired up on Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> Mike Tomlin is going to be surrounded by what? A whole bunch of assholes, man. <laughs> Mass holes. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it just it just felt like New England could do whatever they wanted yes! whenever they wanted. And um, I mean, Houston stuck around. I give credit to their defense for doing the best they could. Um, but I mean, when your quarterback's giving it away three times and throws for what a buck 68 yeah i mean you're not helping out your defense any not quite no not quite so i guess realistically what do you think i mean we can call our shots obviously um we i think it's fair to look at the patriots and go they left some on the table and some of that again is a credit to the texans for they they played hard that was, uh, I think, that was a more difficult game than um, you would have expected. Like, if, if I just told you the score, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I expected." Yeah, they won by you know eighteen, whatever. But the tail of the tape, the tail of that game, you, you know what I mean? Like, New England had well, to had to work for that one because they had some slop, they had some issues, they had some execution issues, some penalty issues, and they just, I don't know. So uh, you, you have to give some credit to the Texans, but. Yeah, all week people, I mean, were just dismissing Houston and the Texans. So, you know, you'd know that was some bulletin board material for them. Oh, of course. Nobody, the world's against us, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that had to be on their minds. Of course.
realistically, what do you think is going to happen in this AFC Championship game, man? And I think this is the first time Pittsburgh is – I think this is the first time that it's these two teams in Foxborough. Well, let me, let me clarify, with these two quarterbacks. Correct. I think, I think this is – yeah, I think the other two – other games were in Pittsburgh. games were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. The, the 0-1 game was actually the one where Brady got hurt and Bledsoe came in in relief. How about that? To put the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And then I think 0-4 was the rookie season for Roethlisberger. Yeah. This one, this game is long overdue. The fact that you've got a healthy Bell, Brown, and Big Ben versus Brady and Huge. Belichick and Foxborough. I mean, it, it's it's what we thought would happen at the beginning of the year. Um, it made the most sense. And I think you're going to get a heavyweight bout. Um, I think both defenses are going to come to play in this game. Both offenses... Pittsburgh has to do what they did in Kansas City mm-hmm. if they're going to win this game, in my opinion. They have to control the clock, run Le'Veon about 30 times. I I know the Patriots have a really good defense, but you have to keep that ball away from Brady and actually get a touchdown this time and not field goals. Might help. It will help because Brady's going to get touchdowns. Okay, and you can't you can't be trading field goals for touchdowns. I think Pittsburgh covers the five and a half, but it's hard to go against Brady and and, and Belichick in New England at home. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a big I'll, I'll say something like New England, like twenty seventeen or something. Okay, that would be my guess. I I, I think it's it's going to be played at a very high level in this game. Butler and Brown. I mean, they're, the commercial's great. The Papa John's commercial's great. <laughs> now we get to see them on the field. Yeah, that's legit. Do you, do you want to call your shot for uh, Falcons-Packers? or? Yeah, go ahead and call okay. my okay. shot. All right, what um, you got, man? The question's going to be which Matt Ryan is going to show up. We know what we're going to get out of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Okay, I, I feel very <laughs> confident knowing what we're going to get out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron bleeping Rodgers. If Matt Ryan from last week shows up, which, by the way, is the last game in the Georgia Dome. Yep. Ever. Georgia Dome gets one more game. Is it his time? Is it his time to take that next step? You know, five years ago when they lost to San Fran, you know, they were right there driving the field, had a chance to get the ball in the end zone and actually take the lead there at the end, and he couldn't quite do it. Now he gets a second chance, and with this supporting cast, can he actually do it? I hate to say it, I do like Atlanta slightly. That's okay. Um, but to be honest, it doesn't. It wouldn't shock me either way in this game. No, I think both teams, it, both teams can win this, for sure. This game, I, I and I think the quarterback play. By the way, this playoffs or these championship games, the four winningest quarterbacks since two thousand eight are in these conference championship games. Dude, yes, one, one, two, three, and four. It's bananas, right? Okay, so you got, let's see, uh, Brady. Well, just for the AFC, Brady, Ben, and Peyton are fourteen of the last sixteen AFC Super Bowl quarterbacks. Hmm. Yeah. To, to, uh, can uh, well, can you guess the other two? One should be pretty oh, yeah. easy. Flacco and Rich Gannon. There, there it was Rich Gannon. I, I was curious who would remember that. 
So, yeah, 2001, Tom Brady. 2002, Rich Gannon. 2003, Brady. 2004, Brady. 2005, Big Ben. 2006, Peyton. 2007, Brady. 2008, Big Ben. 2009, Peyton. 2010, Big Ben. 2011, Brady. 2012, Joe Flacco. Got paid. 2013, Peyton. 2014, Brady. 2015, Peyton. And 2016, Brady or Big Ben. I mean, that's like a lifetime. It's amazing. It is amazing. Just one of, one of those three guys that have been in the AFC or representing yeah. the AFC for that long. That's it's crazy. It's, it's pretty filthy. Uh, by the way, I do think it's funny that uh, after the Packers beat the Cowboys, there were tornado warnings that forced players and fans to stay put at AT&T Stadium. Look, even Mother Nature knew that that first, round, first game playoff exit by the Cowboys, even Mother Nature knew that blew, right? <laughs> here you go tornadoes let's get you out of here blow the um, season I'll, I'll, out of the water I'll, anyway sorry i'll take atlanta 34 31 over green bay <clears throat> okay because uh, i know i'll probably be the only person here taking atlanta so mm, i would think I randy green bay wins. i really do because i think rogers is just playing just ridiculous right now yeah but i just I, julio jones against that secondary i mean yeah i, I don't know i'm still worried about julio's toe and I'd love if it's a shame Jordy Nelson's not healthy. In that, all the field. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's football, that man. Is same. It, it is. That's football, buddy. Randy, why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know, you got any takeaways from, you know, any of the games this weekend? And then, you know, why don't you call your shots for the uh, AFC NFC championship game? Zzz. Well, in terms of the games this weekend, this past weekend, Saturday, I guess they went kind of how I figured they would. Yeah. Obviously. I was I was hoping for a little bit more com, you know competitive games because so far the playoffs had just been crap in terms of competitiveness. But then of course Sunday comes along and gives us exactly what we deserve. What, yeah. Exactly what the playoffs, what any playoff game should be. Play, blowouts just suck when you're in the playoffs because it's like teams in the playoffs. Aren't you pumped? Aren't you psyched? You're in the we're playoffs. Like you have a shot at the, exactly. So what we got yesterday, even though Kansas City-Pittsburgh wasn't the greatest, we got two solid close games Yeah, that, you know, at least that's what the playoffs are about. Well, you want competitive. You want competitive, and you want, you want a team that's going to scratch and claw at the back end. You know what I mean? You want them to earn it. It's just like, you know, Dallas lost, but they sure as hell made Green Bay earn the shit out of that win. You know exactly. what I mean? You know, you want that. You want you want that. And, uh, granted, if a team is clearly inferior, you want them out of the playoffs. So, but I mean that Dallas Green Bay game got forty plus million viewers, and it's then, the highest rated uh, divisional playoff game ever in twenty and years. Then, yeah, and then even I mean Kansas City Pittsburgh was what thirty five million. Probably that, that was yeah for a Sunday night playoff game. That's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, but that's prime time, and and right. uh, a lot of people are of the opinion that you're going to see the NFL shift. They're going to mirror Saturday and Sunday. They're going to do a four o'clock and a you know an eight o'clock game. So get ready for that to be what it is every year. I don't know if everybody's going to be in the weight room at five a.m. like James Harrison, and <laughs> <clears throat> you might get a whole bunch of those asshole sound bites. <laughs> you know. But no, but I mean, what you expect? I mean, like I said, what we got yesterday, 
that's what I expect out of out of a playoff game. Now, as far as this next weekend goes, with New England and Pittsburgh, obviously New England didn't need any more <clears throat> any more fuel on the fire because I mean yeah. that, those two teams in the when they're in the playoffs, I mean it's gonna it's a rivalry regardless. Those two teams absolutely beat the hell out of each other every single time. I still think New England has the edge here because it's in Foxborough. That's the biggest thing. Granted, yeah, no Gronk, but Bennett can has played well in that respect. But the overall here is Belichick and Brady in Foxborough. It's hard to go wrong with that combination. On paper, it certainly looks good. That does not that does not mean that the Steelers aren't going to sit there and just leave it all on the field because they that's what they do. That's, I mean, to come from the hardest schedule at the beginning of the season and still be in the AFC Championship game, that says a lot about that team's heart. Oh, yeah. So, but unfortunately, I've got, you know, and since I know a bunch of Steelers fans, we all do, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm going New England uh, 31-17 over Pittsburgh. I liked how uh, Bethany made some kind of comment. I don't know if it was directed at Matt or not, but uh, it made some kind of, it probably was directed at Matt. But made some kind of comment about how silent all the Green Bay fans got at the end of that game, and I, you know, as the evening progressed, I was like, "How quiet did all the Steelers fans get at the end of that Chiefs game when they were like scoring that touchdown and go for the two point conversion?" I bet y'all zipped your face too. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I hated to see the fact that Kansas City pretty much, you know, ended up losing that two point conversion on a holding penalty, but you know, it was the right call. And it was. It's just. It's just it unfortunate. Was. It sucks, but it was. It was the right call. You you can't no. have you can't have people like tackling defenders. <laughs> you know no, what I mean. You can't. you can't have Llama doing that. But it's James Harrison, and maybe the James Harrison rule, you're allowed to tackle him. Yeah. Well, maybe he would have fallen down anyway. I don't know. Maybe. Now, as for Atlanta Green Bay, this game, this game is good, probably going to be the game of the week. Without a shadow of a doubt, you got two of the most high-powered offenses. Obviously, Atlanta has the top offense in the league this year. Yes, they do. And they and those two put on a classic earlier in the season. I mean, yeah. that one-point victory, like at the end. I mean, that was just an amazing game. Atlanta's defense is actually playing a lot better now than it did early in the season. They they are. That's the credit to Dan Quinn. They're sneaky decent, but you got to figure Quinn is that type of coach who's he's a defensive minded coach. So yeah. you got to figure that defense is going to get better as the season goes on. The biggest thing here is is what Green Bay is going to have to do defensively against basically a loaded a loaded offense that Atlanta is going to unload on them. And well, it's, yeah, it's so difficult to call just because both teams are going to trade touchdowns left and right. I don't think this is not going to be defenses showcasing one another. This is going to be basically boils down to who makes the fewest mistakes or who turns the ball over the first time. Come on, man. It's hey. not going to be a single touch on this game. It's going to be all field goals, 18, 15. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The thing is, is I can see green Bay just rolling in there and going, everybody's doubting us. This is, you know, we're going to take it. But I think at this point, I'm, I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. And uh, I'm going to take the over. And then I, and when I say over, I mean way over, as in Atlanta 42, Green Bay 35. Ooh. All right. 
So you're taking the Patriots and you're taking the Falcons. Matt, I don't yep. even have to ask you about the Packers. I know you're taking Green Bay. So call your shots. I mean, I agree with Randy as far as like where they're going in to uh, the Georgia Dome and everybody's doubting them. I just yeah. think they're on a run that's pretty much unstoppable right now. I mean, it's just the way it looks. The defense is bending, but they haven't broken. The offense is clicking on all cylinders. If we have Jordy back, that's well, a he, he we won't be Jordy right. He, even Sunday. if he's back, he won't be right. Even if you just use him as a decoy, if you got to yeah. do that, you do that. I just, I just don't see anything derailing. And I'm not taking anything away from Atlanta at all. I think Atlanta's legit. Their defense is, like Randy said, sneaky. Can be sneaky good. I think Randy said but sneaky decent. <laughs> sneaky decent. I'm sneaky sorry. decent. Sneaky decent. <laughs> That's but like one level below sneaky good. Sneaky decent. Atlanta's offensive line is middle of the road to a little under. Uh-huh. Nothing that didn't really get brought up that much. So Green Bay's pass rush has been pretty damn good in, in the playoffs and being able to apply pressure to, to quarterbacks. So, I mean, I, I'm still going to say Green Bay, 41-38. Man, I yeah. think it's going to be the high-scoring game. Now, New England and Pittsburgh, uh-huh. I watched that Houston-New England game, and it is like for so many years get, just going through the playoffs, New England looked like they were unbeatable, especially the years they won Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But they really looked beatable against the page, um, um, uh, Houston. And if Houston even had a quarterback, I think New England might have lost that game. And I still think, and I'm, I'm starting to say it right now, Tony, Tony Romo is going to be in Houston next year. But that being said, <laughs> I'm still... That's a lot of money to work out, but... I know we'll it's see. a lot of money to work out. I love the fit. Ball. I admit, I personally love it's the fit. It's a great fit. I think Romo in Houston would be freaking brilliant. I just don't know how they make it work. Romo's going to have to take a pay cut. And I think if... Romo is the type of quarterback that would would take a pay cut, but he went like you're not going to pay me pennies. I mean, they, he, they, he, he, I could see him taking a, a restructuring his deal. He might take five percent ownership or something. Oh yeah, something like that. <laughs> you cut that me, you cut, bad. you cut me a deal in the back end, man. What was that McNair? Who, who owns the Texans? Is it yeah, McNair? McNair? Yeah, it's McNair. Yeah. Um. So, New England, Brady, Belichick. Foxborough, you can't go in against it, and I think it's showtime defense. And I think I think Kansas City's defense was good, but if Pittsburgh's only putting up field goals against that offense, I mean that kind of defense. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with Belichick? So I'm saying New England 31, Pittsburgh 24. All right. <laughs> Matt Baca's going deep on that one. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so look, man, I was joking around with Lindy a couple of weeks ago uh, in Facebook Messenger, and I was like, yeah, I'm really feeling this Packers-Patriots Super Bowl. And, you know, this obviously this was a while back, so then we started talking about the Cowboys, and, you know, I, I just kind of felt like in my dialogue with him, it just felt like it was it was it, those two quarterbacks. It was just – it's like they were de- – that they needed to meet. <clears throat> and I still hope it works out that way. Granted, I think any combination of the four teams can set up to be a, a really good Super Bowl. I, I like this Final Four. You know, the Steelers have some compelling angles. The Patriots certainly have compelling angles. And God bless if they won the Super Bowl and 
Goodell had to hand over the MVP to Brady. I mean, it would still just be, it would be so funny. It would be so funny. Especially if Brady was like, hey, man, uh, did you deflate this trophy? No, I'm just kidding. It seems smaller. <laughs> Let's pop this back up. Uh, it, it's just, it, it would be so fitting in its own way as a big F you to Goodell. And there's a part of me, you know, there's a part of me that for some reason I got so annoyed with Deflategate that there's a part of me that would derive a great deal of satisfaction if the Patriots actually finished this thing off and won it and just was like, to some of the proverbial haters. The fan in me says, you know, I want Green Bay to win it, obviously. The Redskins suck bags of ass. Got my my pack, I got my playoff flag, er, my Packers flag up on the front of the house. Um, you know, so didn't captains curse them this last game. That's good. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that shakes out. I, you know, I, I like Pittsburgh. I think if Pittsburgh plays to what they're capable of, they can make a very, very good game of this. My suspicion is that since New England had, you know, a little bit of a rough game against the Texans, they're going to be much sharper this time around. Lots of teachable moments, if you will, from that game. And they're getting the Steelers, you know, on their home field. I feel like I just, I absolutely have to take, absolutely have to take New England at home. Patriots, by the way, are 7-2 and two against the Steelers in the Belichick-Brady era, and Brady is 5-1 and one against Tomlin. They're 4-0. Brady is 4-0 against the Steelers, and their only loss to Pittsburgh under Belichick came in 8 when Castle was the starting quarterback. <laughs> Damn. In his four games at home, I, I love all these random stats, in his four games at home since 2002, Brady has thrown 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions against the Steelers. Oh, 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 wow. Brady has thrown an interception against the Steelers at, if you include all venues, since 2005. That's two years before Tomlin took over. But he has thrown 19 touchdowns in the Tomlin era. In all, he has a 70% completion rate and more than 2,800 yards against the Steelers. So, pretty legit, okay? Mm. Pretty legit. And I, I'm a believer that Malcolm Floyd's going to have a big role. Uh, and I don't know, man. I, I just think Brady and Belichick, I just think they're on a mission, man. I think they're on, I think the flake gate, I think they're just on a mission. They may not win the whole thing, but I think they're getting to the big show. Uh, the Steelers are very capable. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's obviously, I think he set a record for the most rushing yards in two games. Correct. Um, I mean, just filthy. And, you know, it's a thing of beauty. Watching Le'Veon Bell, like, set up. Um, his run and and because he, I mean, there are times it looks like he stops, you know what I mean? Like he flat out oh, almost, yeah. almost stops and then takes off. I mean he he really does some tremendous things as a running back, and it's a style that you know a, a lot of people can't do what he does. He clearly has fantastic vision uh, and the the athletic ability to to do that stuff. But it, it it's it's a thing of beauty watching him work the trenches and figure out where to go. But, you know, the Patriots are very good at trying to take certain things away from you. So, you know, I love the setup. Um, Bell and Brown and Big Ben. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I got to take New England. Uh, no disrespect to Pittsburgh. If they win, good on them. And I don't, I, I don't have any hate for them if they find a way to pull it off. I just, if they're pl- playing 10 games, I bet the Steelers win two. But in, 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 a, in a one and done, maybe three. But in an absolute one and done thing... 
Nah, man, give me New England, bro. Especially given how rough some of that game seemed to be for Pittsburgh against the Chiefs. Ah, I'm feeling New England on that. Packers-Falcons. You know, I, I don't... I'm okay with both franchises. So I'm not offended. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to be Captain Pissy Pants or whatever if uh, you know the Falcons beat the Packers. I would prefer the Packers. I'm rooting for the Packers, so I'm going to take the Packers. And I'll admit that homered out and right from the get-go. I'm going to take the Packers. But the Falcons can win this game. But I, I think Green Bay can make them earn it in a way that some of these other teams haven't been able to. Because uh, Green Bay, that, that offense is on fire, man. It's in fuego, right? And you know Seattle has issues, and Seattle made a, a decent game out of most of that. But Seattle has legit problems. And you know Green Bay has problems, too. But I think Rodgers is, it's just, Rodgers is playing on such a different level right now. It's, you know, he's going to keep that team in it. So unless Atlanta can get a, I don't know, a couple of turnovers and really pad a fat lead, I think Green Bay is in the mix all the way through it. I can totally see this game staying close all the way through the end and a team winning by two, three, four, five, you know, like one score or less. I think it's very possible. Um, but you know, my personal preference is the Packers. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers in that. So I'm going to take the Patriots and the Packers and, uh, you know, I'll, I think that that set up just to be a beautiful Super Bowl, super interesting. Um, and just the two, the two, the two quarterbacks that I think are playing some of the, the, just the best football. Um, I, I just think that would be a fantastic storyline and you'd have, uh, on both sides of it, you'd have a team that people want to hate and a team that people want to pull for. <laughs> you decide who is who. <laughs> you decide who who is who. But uh, feeling that, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Very, very excited. More excited, in fact, than Twitter was when they got to tear apart Brock Osweiler for that shitbag performance. <laughs> so I, one of my favorite tweets, by the way, of, of Osweiler against the Patriots was uh, this one. Uh, Brock Osweiler runs like the cabinet from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and I just started laughing. Uh, I, I like this one. Tom Brady should have known that you can't get into an interception fight with Brock Osweiler and come out on top. That I thought was pretty good. That's pretty good. well played. Yeah. Uh, from Jeopardy Sports. boop a boop Throwing $72 million into a sewer would have been a better investment than giving it to this NFL quarterback. Ding, ding, ding. Shannon? Who is Brock Osweiler? Well played, sir. Thank you. Well played, sir. Uh, I also like this one. Texans fans, David Carr is the worst quarterback we've ever had. Brock Osweiler, hey, hold my beer. (laughs) 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 I like this one, man. I don't want to overreact, overreact, but Brock Osweiler should be in prison. Because <laughs> he's just because wow. he's stealing all the money, man. He's stealing all the money. Wow. So, good stuff. Good stuff. So, I, yeah, I mean, I th- it sounds like we're kind of torn on, on uh, you know, some of that a little bit. But uh, overall, it looks like – and we should guess for D-Stat. I'm going to guess that Mark wants to take the Steelers. Uh, yeah. And – who do you think w- would Mark take the Falcons or the Packers? He'd take the Falcons because yep. Falcons the at home lost to the Packers. Mm-hmm. And we know he loves New England, so he'll yeah, take. I actually, uh, I actually talked to him a little bit earlier. He did say he's going rooting for the Falcons. 
Oh yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. All right, so we we're gonna pencil in Mark for Steelers. All right, we're gonna pencil Mark in for Steelers, Falcons. Randy, uh-huh. you're Patriots, Falcons. Mm-hmm. Shannon, you are Patriots, Falcons. Correct. All right, I'm gonna go Patriots, Packers, and Whitfield, you're Patriots and Packers as well. Yeah. Correct. There it is. All right. Well, I, I think that that's the scoop, man. That's our story. We're gonna stick to it. I'm a fan. Uh, Dan Steel, poor Steelers, not really get as much love as they could have. Oh, uh, they, they can win. They can win. They, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of the, the, these two games is either t- any of these teams could win. That's the that's the beauty of it. Yeah. No. This it's a very fitting final four. It's a very fitting it final is. four uh, for the season for the NFL for the way things have gone. I have no real big grief or gripe with it. Uh, I, I, all of them have interesting storylines. Um, I think the Patriots have one of the most significant ones, uh, and it obviously sets up into the absolute goat conversation. Uh, it's just so much hardware. Uh, and, you know, uh, I think it's very plausible. This is not the year, but I certainly can see, you know, two or three seasons down the road or four years. I have a long Brady play. If Brady can play like three or four more years, like I can totally see like Brady and Belichick just like piecing out together. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if that happens, but I can see that. But Brady's going to have to play a few more years. And if he stays healthy, he certainly can. But I I don't know, man. I I think Atlanta, God, Falcons and Packers, man, that could be such a good game. And that that's a big thing for for Matt Ryan, man. You know, to have that playoff record, to have some 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 success, but not enough. I mean, that's a team that just hasn't really delivered. You know, that fan base would be, you know, just ecstatic if if they could finish this off. But you know, I I keep thinking about Atlanta, and I keep thinking about Green Bay, and there's one thing that separates this out it makes me have to go for green bay and you know what Ludacris already called it he knows aaron Rodgers, dude we talked about it earlier in this podcast perfect perfect pastor rating when he rolls out <laughs> it's already in the cards dude illuminati no i'm just kidding <laughs> even Ludacris knows mm-hmm Dedicated to Aaron freaking Rodgers right there, man. Luda. Anyway. (laughs) So much money. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. I will say there's one little bit of interesting information about the Super Bowl that I didn't even realize had happened until I read it. Yeah? Apparently when uh, Dallas lost... The Super Bowl tickets actually dropped twenty percent in price. They did. That's uh, yeah. so weird. That's so weird. Well, that's only because a lot of people are going to be ripping off the Cowboys fans. Thirty-eight left, <laughs> fifty-six yards out, Crosby. <laughs> Rogers now. He's got an arm like a Lithuanian lesbian. When he goes <laughs> deep, he usually hits the spot. And he hits Richard Rogers right yeah. on the scrotum. Yeah, great run there by Dick <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> Plus, I want more commentary from these guys. Well, hey, Justin, Montgomery goes Mongolian. What'd you say? 
Send me a video, that video link to that uh, commentary. All right, I will. On over the Great Wall of China when you can just go under it. For the Cowboys, Montgomery again for his second. Oh, that springy little bastard. <laughs> Piss pot, first and ten. I like how they call Prescott Piss Pot. Looks to go <laughs> long, Bryant. He's got it. Oh, yes, Bryant. Well, he adds a bit of razzle-dazzle. He's more reliable than a Vietnamese vibrator. And he just made Gunter look like a real King Gunter. First. <laughs> I mean, uh, there you go. Those two Apparently, guys. that is not very um, reliable. <laughs> the ref number 51 shouldn't even oh be able gosh. to wear a zebra jersey ever again. He shouldn't even be able to work a footlocker. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Travis Kelsey. I guess he won't be working at Foot Locker. I think did Foot Locker have, Foot Locker probably had a tweet or something. I thought it was I haven't pulled it, but I think I think Foot Locker had a response for him. Yeah. Anyway, good times, good times, man, good times. Mark, I hope you feel better, um, and we will catch you next time we record. I would hope. All right. Uh, I did. I will admit, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And again, this is the evil redskin side of me. Evil Redskins. You know, there's we have good Kermit, bad Kermit, and there's nice Captain, and, and like there's there's Justin, and then there's Captain Snarky. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know. Uh, and there was a part of me that 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 derived a really massive amount of sad. I mean, I'd be lying if I told you otherwise. There was a part of me that was really happy the Cowboys. Lost. I mean, like really happy the Cowboys lost. <laughs> I work with a bunch of Cowboys fans. And I got so tired of hearing Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super 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 Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. But I, I, you know what I mean. I just I don't know why, man. It just makes should be pretty quiet at work, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me kind of happy, man. And I love, I, I you know, there was a great uh, Jerry Jones crying Jordan where it was like Jerry Jones's face, and it was like they were morphing the crying Jordan into <laughs> yes. it, and just had like download fifty nine percent complete, and it was like half his face was crying Jordan. I loved the uh, there was one with the unsolved. Mysteries, and it said tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, where have all the Cowboys fans gone? You know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> it was just fantastic, man. And I spent, I was just scrolling around on Facebook for like an hour, and it just because I was looking for my friends that are Cowboys fans, I was looking for their posts. They had nothing. It was just great. And then everybody that hated the Cowboys was just all over, all over Facebook and Twitter. It was hilarious. And again, I've been on both sides of the aisle, man. You know, the Redskins had their little run with Robert Griffin III, and then they had, you know, RG3 in, like, a wheelchair. You know, so I've been on I've been on, been on the bad end of the spectrum. I understand. You know, but uh, a hell of a year by the Cowboys, and for my Captain Snarky moments aside, future looks good for you. Uh, you never quite know how it really plays out, but I like the upside for you guys. I think, honestly, I think the Cowboys ought to just release Tony Romo. Don't try to trade. You know, if they can't work out a decent trade arrangement, don't force it. They can't. Let they that, can't. It, he, it's gonna be too much of a cap hit. Yeah, I mean, they 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 get money. That the yeah. They, they, oh my God, Andy Reid with crying Jordan is just disturbing. <laughs> wow, that's like a science experiment gone wrong. <laughs> is he gonna turn into Jeff Goldblum or the Fly? I mean, I don't. I mean, that's just awful looking. Oh, He's because he wanted to eat the chip on yeah, his shoulder. Eat, it's not there. That's right. That's just disturbing. Uh, now I forgot what the hell I was going to say. That picture's so awful. Oh, my God. Crap. What were we talking about? Cowboys fans, I think. Or Cowboys, where, they, where they're where they going. Oh, I, you know, I mean, 
you never quite know how the future shakes out, but it does look good for them. So I think there is some nice upside. And, you know, Dak looks like he's pretty legit. Oh, Romo. Yeah, the cap hits so big. I think they owe him $24 million. Uh, there's a lot of money left on that deal. So it, he's going to be hard to move. And uh, realistically, I, th- I, I think they're probably going to have to just release that guy. I can't imagine he is willing to stay there as a backup. If he thinks he has two to three years he can play, he wants to play. And they, they owe it to him. I, I mean, think they should. I think I, I think for how he dealt with this year to be on board and to be a good soldier and a good sport about it, I think they need to do him that solid and either work out an acceptable trade with a team he wants to go to um, that can deal with, you know, they can make all the cap stuff work, or they just need to go ahead and, you know, in classic sports brew style, they're going to have to let him go. Yeah. Romo. Yeah. I'm telling you. I hope that's what they do. And I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, it's about, it is time for us to get the heck out of here. It's been fun. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Got to make fun of a couple of things. And you know, we covered a lot of material and a lot of content. So looking forward to the games this weekend. I hope everybody else does enjoy them. Um, and uh, all kidding aside, man, look for the NFL to, to state claim that Sunday night primetime playoff matchup. I think that's going to become a staple. I, I, I think they love the ratings for that. Um, mm-hmm. Although it is tough, man. It is tough for that whoever, whatever team played that, depending on who plays Saturday, who plays Sunday, one team definitely kind of gets the short, short end of the stick on that. Uh, and that's going to be the Steelers having to travel to New England. You know what I mean? But uh, them's the breaks, dude. Them's the breaks. But I think the NFL is going to really like that prime time slot and those prime time slot numbers. So, anyway, I'm the captain. We are the Sports Brew. As always, thanks for listening. Keywords are sports and brew, no matter where you're searching for us, okay? Keywords are not. Rogers, Fakes. Oh, the old bastard. He finds Cook. I wish I could find a Cook that easily. Yeah, it was great work by Cook, and I think he must have farted at the line of scrimmage because no one wanted to go with him. Those are not the, the those are not the keywords, okay? Keywords are sports and brew, or uh, quite honestly, fail buckets. If you if you Google search fail buckets, you will find us. That mm-hmm. sounds weird, but it is true. But iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster dot com, the Google Play Store, and of course our hosted site on Podbean. Man, you know, hang out, crank us up, share it if you like it. Write something stupid to us. We'll write something stupid back, unless you're not funny or you're an asshole. For the most part, we'll talk to you, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and if you like, if you want to make a bad, let it go reference at us, then we'll probably really enjoy that too. Uh, and Todd, one more time as we get out of here for rooting for the Cowboys, you, sir, you get an F. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, Captain, yeah. I'm sure... Randy, Matt, and Mark all share my sentiments, but good luck on your uh, LASIK surgery on Wednesday. Hope oh. it goes well, bro. Oh, thanks, man. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. It's one of those times I almost feel like y'all y'all aren't assholes. Yes, I am having LASIK on Wednesday, so I'm going to get lasered up in my eyeballs, and hopefully it goes well. I recover well. I don't accidentally bump my eyes, hit my eyes, or my kids elbow me in the face and damage the flap and send me back in there. So thank you. I'm I'm excited, dude. I think it's gonna be really sweet that I don't have to wear glasses, man. 
Nice. Although I'm old enough that, you know, I'm going to need reading glasses in a couple years. So it's like, yay, LASIK. Oh, crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what are you going to do, dude? What are you going to do? But that's okay. Anywho, I appreciate that, man. And uh, I'll certainly be in touch. Uh, hopefully everything goes well and uh, I don't have any issues after Wednesday other than just healing up. Oops, excuse me. Other there than just healing go. up. But I joked around with the doctor. I went in. And they said, no, no, this should be 99, 99% perfect. The only, the only issues is that 1% where you might screw something up. I'm like, yeah, cool. Thanks, man. Um, but thanks I was like, that. yeah, I was like, when I, well, that's, that's cause you gotta be sure nobody touches Like, you know, you're supposed to go home and go to sleep and take this. I think it's a Valium or something. You go home, go to bed, sleep it off. And I was like, uh, when I get out of here, can I have a beer? And they were like, take your nap first and then have a beer. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, was like, I, th- I, th- I think they were worried that if I, you know, if I'm taking whatever pills are giving me and, you know, Sarah's taking me there, she's taking a day off to take me there and, and to get me home. Uh, that maybe I, I guess they figure if I drink a beer in the, you know, uh, between surgery before I take a nap, that maybe she's not going to be able to get me out of the car. I'm going to have to nap in the freaking car, you know, that's probably not the most comfortable way to do it. So yeah. that's yeah, okay. Probably not. Well, I tell you what, to my favorite band of assholes, man. Keep firing, assholes! To my favorite band of assholes. Salute, gentlemen. Enjoy the football this Salute, weekend. Bro. Thanks for the well Salute. wishes. And we will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Shannon, what episode are we at? I think this is 197. One, Let me double check real quick. But Damn, yo. We're getting up there, man. That's a good time. Like I said last week, Super Bowl will be 200. Hell yes. I'm very, very sorry. Yes. I really am. Yeah. Sincerely, I am. <laughs> That's also true. Bro. Nice. I like it. I'm a fan, man. Yes. Correct. Don't be ridiculous. Well, of course, That's we're going to be. Rid- we have to record during uh, after the Pro Bowl, unfortunately. I'm sure Grayson Allen will trip somebody up. Or Donovan, or Donovan McNabb will say something. You idiot! And I'll get the rage face on that dick bag. <laughs> <laughs> now we're right there. You lack discipline. You know what I'm saying? It'll be good times. Yep. Good times. All right, gentlemen. Well, good night. And to everybody listening, we'll catch you on the flip side. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. And uh, next, well, none of y'all ever see me. These guys do because we have live cams, which is almost disturbing. I think... We should put the sticker over Whitfield's camera. It would look better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Screw you. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It'd be the only action you've gotten in a while. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm Not kidding. I'm kidding. Look, your hand doesn't count. <laughs> it wasn't my hand. I had one hand in my pocket. Now we know who, now we know who got the Aaron Rodgers blow-up doll with no teeth. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, go deep, go deep. (laughs) Anyway, on that disgusting note, (laughs) we're out of here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. On that note, we're out of here and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out, y'all. All All right, good night, everybody. See you. Third and 20.